I don't know if y'all heard this week, but y'all light skinned hero Drake put out another album. Oh, yeah. That's Sean's hero, saying. not mine. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. I'm about to say he gotta be at least the president of light skin America, right? Yeah, he is. He's up there. I'm about to say who the hell the vice president? Steph Curry, probably. Between him and good Steph pick. Curry. <laughs> good pick. That's, that is a good pick. Because he got a gap in his teeth, so that kind of keeps him like a little bit more black than normal. <laughs> Light skinned dude with a gap? Yeah. I, can tr- I can trust him. <laughs> oh. This was a pretty good week, y'all. I had a pretty good week this week. Sean, I ain't going to ask how your week been, because as long as your, your football team win. I think you do pretty good for the rest of the week. The Bears, yeah. I don't want to talk, man. That's not even Big talk win. sports. I can care less about win. the damn Bears. They man. did get a win in, but um, other than my team winning, Michigan win, we did go to casino. Oh, got man, what's up. up with you in the casino, man? Do you ever just think about giving up on the casino for like at least two, three months? I think about it, but then my dad talks me right back into it, and it's very easy to talk me into it. I so. thought your father's supposed to be a good influence Not on you. Not at all. It's just worse than me. <laughs> I got to talk him out of it, if anything. You think he brings you along just to kind of talk yeah. him out of staying too long? Uh, I think so. I think he wants somebody to be there with him to make him feel bad, but he, he won, and I lost, so... Uh, yeah, so it wasn't as bad uh, as good for me, but no, he had a good time, and we all went down and we stayed a night Saturday, and uh, we had a good time. So, but well, still lost. So. Good time. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Ryan, we go. I ain't gonna ask, man. I already know you. Probably oh, it's just, bad. It's I, all bad. Man, I, I tell <laughs> oh, you, man, man. The, the day you come in saying that I had a pretty good week, man, I'm gonna play the lottery. As quickly as possible. Like, Ryan had a good week. Oh, man, that's got to be a good luck, man. That's like finding like a penny heads up. I got, I got to go play some lottery right now. Oh, oh well, we're going to give y'all good week entertainment. Everybody, welcome back to Cinemax Avant, a.k.a. the greatest podcast in the world. Tommy right here leading y'all this week. Sean over here. Oh, yeah. Got his Bears gear on. I don't oh, know why. He went one <laughs> damn one game. Like y'all like a, yeah, I got one win and I feel good about myself. All right, man. That's yeah. that's one win more yeah. than I thought y'all was going to get. This I know. Year. I thought <laughs> I was going to be a complete dumpster fire, and it still might be. But hey, it gives us a little bit of hope just for one week at least. So a division win. Yeah, this is yeah, nice. yeah. Take it. Yeah. Oh, we can't forget about our Cinemax Avant Extraordinaire, the man with more knowledge than anybody on the fucking planet when it comes to his rants. Ryan, how you been doing, man? Man, Terrible, just, tell, just but, tell me one good thing that happened this week other than just you waking up. Just tell me that you found like five dollars in the wash, even though it was your money, you still felt good finding it. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> only pennies pop out of there. But <laughs> the Atlanta Braves did win a game. So uh yeah. Oh the, yeah, I keep forgetting you, you're, you're a Braves fan. Big time. Oh, big I just time. pictured the day you say you have a good week, we all dancing around like the e, like the Ewoks and when uh, they <laughs> The empire was falling. We that's why we go to the movies. <laughs> that's why we go to the movies. Those days don't actually happen. Yep, yep. I know he's got to be like. He's got to be like he won at the casino and yeah, he won, and yeah. then after like the Buffalo Bills won the Super Bowl. I'm Those really, things don't happen in real life. No, I, I wish nothing but the best for you this coming week, man. I hope the rest of the week goes smoothly. For I you, appreciate man. that. I really do hope that, man. At the very least, man, just. I don't know, man. Just have a good lunch or something or, or a hug from somebody who cares. Okay, that's a good recommendation. Yes. Uh, pepperoni and ham toasted in the oven go great together. I've mm. never even thought about it. They go great. Yeah, Subway prices down, are going man. up. Pepperoni and ham. I don't know if you guys are mustard fans. I am. A, but a great lunch option. Pepperoni hmm. and ham. If I don't you know if that's a pepper. struggle meal or is this more like a like a gym or uh, something that if you're I don't trying think to stay in shape, together. only do it twice a week if you're trying to stay in shape. Yeah, you're not doing your body any favors. Well, but, I'll, I'll do that on a, somewhat of a cheat day. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Now we had a pretty good cinema week, I'm guessing. 
We saw some good stuff. Yeah. Other than football games, leave, yeah. fo- leave football yeah. out of this, guys. Oh, yeah. I think uh, that's what I'm talking about. Thank I think God. London is a bad place to go for the Bills there. Uh, I think a that, terrible place. The Jaguars go. were there for two weeks, so they had a little bit of a leg up. Uh, and y'all just got there, so they were a little bit behind. But yeah, the Cowboys and Jaguars are finding the Bears, and I'm not the one who lost this weekend. Thank God. That's why you went to the casino yeah. to go celebrate. <laughs> I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, got my ass whipped, but that's okay. all right. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, we man. make it. We make it. All right, man. Let's get it started, man. It's, who got their same ovation going? Ryan? You look like you got some on your mind. Go ahead. You can go first. I, I, I do have a lot on my mind. And uh, this was a stand ovation that was absolutely up for grabs this week. I uh, want to try to keep it non-political. So, uh, you yeah. can try. Let's see how I'm, it goes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. So we'll just say God bless anybody and everybody who's going through anything out there in this world. God bless Keep the faith. We're going to make it through this crap. So, yes, this uh, Israel and oh, yeah. um, United States Hamas crap definitely dominating the headlines. But it, there's true atrocities happening right now. And it's uh, it's pretty disturbing. But I'm going to try to keep it non So I was going to lean my stand ovations for that. But I, I'm going to stick to the month of October. And uh, we are going to keep it horror movie oriented in case uh, you guys want to watch scary stuff leading up to Halloween. So uh, one of the best moments is my life as a moviegoer since furthest back that I can remember watching some crappy old TV wrapped in a wooden case with the worst resolution <laughs> ever. <laughs> Uh, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad, but uh, one of the best moments of my movie watching life was when uh, one of my better friends said, "Hey, you need to watch this movie that came out of South Korea called Old Boy." Oh man, that was, and this was the DVD age, so we're talking about early two thousands. I'm I'm gonna think this is probably between two thousand four and six. 2000 between 2004 and no, 2004 and seven. Uh, but old boy directed by Park Chan Wook out of South Korea. So yeah, for yeah, it, it, just a quick history lesson. I'm sure you guys listening to this podcast already know it. South Korea, good North Korea, bad Kim Jong-un North Korea, bad. That's a dictatorship. Got a Samsung phone. That's South Korea good. They uh, they had some pretty horrible wars. That's why it's North and South Korea, thirty third parallel. Uh, nobody in the war wants to remember that. But uh, in the movie going community, South Korea produces some of the best movies uh, that have come out over the past thirty years. South, the film community within South Korea is booming. Uh, I've talked on previous episodes about my love for the show The Boondocks. I was one of the funniest shows of all time. R.I.P. John Witherspoon. Yes, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that animation company came out of South Korea. They they are doing some very good stuff on the artistic side and especially on the movie side. And not only all of Asia, but South Korea especially. And 
yeah, shout out to Brad Walter who uh, made made me sit down and watch the movie. Oh boy, I was I was not ready for that. Somebody made you watch a movie. It Usually, make, it's the opposite. Uh, true, but he was a guy that uh, would recommend stuff. Just he he. Just like with uh, with me, I want to hear his his opinion on certain things. But yeah, he he really just said, "Hey Ryan, I know you love movies on the same level I do. You need to see this shit because this shit is freaking crazy." And yeah, my mind was blown. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think all three of us have a, have a love for a good tracking shot on here, and that hallway fight. Good lord, that was some of the best stuff of all time. But. <laughs> You guys have asked a lot of good questions that have completely taken me off guard that I never even thought about. Um, even uh, as, as as a movie lover for 35-plus years at this point. Uh, yeah, one of the good questions you asked, what is one of the best twist endings in a movie? Old boy is that. And keeping with the horror theme, it is absolutely disturbing. Uh, the ending of this movie, Old Boy. And even though it can be marketed as an action movie or even a comedy in certain senses, that is a disturbing look at revenge. And please, uh, 2003, Old Boy came out. Put that on your must-watch list. Top 100 movies to see before you die. It got remade in the United States by Spike Lee. Had Samuel Jackson in it. it. It wasn't a bad remake. It was okay. It, it wasn't. Com- Doesn't do the first one completely justice. But I was happy with what Spike Lee put out. It was all right. I, for, to a certain extent, if you're Spike Lee and uh, you got that level of credibility, if you're going to remake a, a modern day classic, you got to do better than that. And I, I think Spike Lee is one of the best and most influential filmmakers of all time. But that's on his lower end of of the movies. I, and if, to a certain extent, I don't, if you're Spike Lee, why would you want to remake that unless you have something new to say? He didn't really have a lot new to say with that. I th- that was definitely a – it was better than I thought it was going to be, and that was a remake I was completely against and didn't want to see. So I'll give him credit for that. I would still say that's not a bad movie, actually. Uh, it's better than the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But, never uh, seen it, so I'll never have to go through that trauma. Uh, it was bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss of time. Yeah, you don't ever want to see Vince Vaughn looking through a peephole. I guarantee you that. <laughs> that was disturbing. I don't ever want to see Vince Vaughn. <laughs> that dude just looks creepy as hell sometimes. Yeah, if you want to see cocaine on, on the big screen, that's Vince Vaughn. But he's done some good work. He done, has. Done a lot he of has. Work. Not to take anything away from him, but that Man. dude just looks like he's awkward to meet in person. Uh, I'd imagine, yeah, he's high. Yeah, he's he's wasted. Whenever you see Vince Vaughn, he is freaking wasted. Um, Chan Parwook, I want our listeners to do their own research on that. Uh, Snowpiercer was absolutely a great freaking movie. But I want you to do your own research on it. Internet Movie Database is your friend. Park Chan-Wook, old boy, good director. I Real quickly, my motivation for this, uh, Eddie Murphy had such a hard time making the movie Harlem Nights. And uh, he said he would never direct another movie in his life. One of the most successful entertainers of all time. That is that is a definitely a tough job. 
So, yeah, I wanted to avoid all the political talk, and I wanted to just uh, kind of put a spotlight on the the movie-going industry in itself. And even though mostly actors get all the hoopla when it comes to the <laughs> movies, that's a tough line of work as well as being a director who gets all the blame if the movie's bad. And part directing a movie's hard work. And Eddie Murphy himself and the most talented people said he will never direct a movie. What this man has gave us is worthy of uh, applause. Park Chan Wook, old boy, look up his filmography. Stand ovation for tonight. All right. That's a good way to get us started right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I took a little bit longer. To no, old that. boy is one of the most unappreciated films that most people don't even talk about. I've never seen it. I That's a damn shame. Yeah. Like y'all give me shit about the raid. I give anybody shit who haven't seen Old Boy. I don't think I, I, I see hear it. you on that. Yeah, yeah. I saw Old Boy. I was like, level. my mind was blown when I was watching that movie. I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. Really freaking good. I wasn't expecting that at all. And when Spike Lee said he was going to do a remake, I got a little bit excited. I was like, all right, this is finally going to be a chance because I felt like he was popularizing a movie that people will want to go back to, even if they weren't in love with what he made. It'll make them go back and watch the original one. And see where the actual inspiration came from and for him in order to remake this movie. Because I think he did that movie based off like crowdfunding or something. Really? I couldn't I couldn't remember exactly what it was. It was like a, a GoFundMe or something like that. But I remember that movie was crowdfunded. And I think that's how they ended up making it like an independent project. Because I think it was uh, Josh Brolin, Samuel Jackson, Elizabeth Olsen. And then um, yep. Yep. I can't remember the other guy's name. Damn, he was in like the A-Team. Uh, damn, I can't remember the damn name. Ah, the, the one, the one son that was in what's there. That guy? I, I can't remember his name. Like, um, But you remember the A-Team that they made with uh, Liam Nielsen and yeah, uh, Bradley yeah, Cooper? Yeah, he was yeah. the one that played, um, damn, what the fuck, I can't remember his name from the A-Team. But y'all know who I'm talking about, the crazy the crazy guy that was in the A-Team. The explosive guy. Yeah, so I, when, ah, I saw, when I saw him in that I movie, I was like, all right, that was a perfectly good movie for him to be in because he played that character perfectly. But I thought... His character that he played in Old Boy, the character that he played, I thought he did a really good job. I thought, personally, he did a really good he job. He did, yeah. The Asian actor, I can't think of that guy's name. He did a great... The I'm talking about the rich guy getting revenge and the lead character. I, it was great performances all around. No, I just I, I just, I just, appreciate you bringing that up because I thought that was actually a really good standing ovation right there because I, I can't speak enough about Old Boy as far as what it means to me as a cinema lover. So, yes. Oh, happy to hear that. I'm glad you enjoyed as much as no, I did. No, thank you. Thank you very much. What Thanks. genre would you put it in? I put it in the horror genre. Uh, you want, yeah, it is kind of scary. It is kind of scary for a lot of reasons. But not like I look at like, um, is it weird that I know Get Out is a horror film, but I don't think of it as a horror film per se? Because not, not at all. It's a comedy to me. Because it doesn't. I don't see it as a Get Out. Is it doesn't hilarious. fit. All, it doesn't yeah. fit all the criteria as far as like fitting like the horror cliche of like having like a villain, like jump scares, like blood, gore, that kind of thing. Like like a horror film, like I think it has like a certain recipe to classify it as a horror film. That right there feels like more of like a suspense thriller, maybe playing on people's fears that they have, like eternally. But something like that, I just feel like it's in a different genre all by itself. That's how I kind of feel with uh, Jordan Peele movies. I don't see them as like horror films. Speaking of Get Out, I watched, uh, I just watched something. I was driving and I put on some stuff and Jordan Peele was on YouTube and he came on on a video that I watched. And they were doing the movie Get Out and everything, all the hidden stuff in the movie. And there was a lot. Yeah, (laughs) And people were messaging in and this was older this, they, he did one for get out he did one for us and he did one for nope i think he did one for nope i know he did one for get out and us and people said um they were giving theories and see if that's what he meant in the movie 
And one of them was that um, the Get Out, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, was all everything that happened was in um, the security guard's mind. That it didn't happen at all. Oh, Little Rail? Little Rail. Because he was always in that conspiracy. And that it happened in his huh. head. And it wasn't correct, but... Jordan, That's how he made himself yeah, the hero at yeah, the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that... Yeah, uh, yeah. Ugh, but okay, it wasn't correct, but Jordan Peele gave him that one. He just... You obviously high, but then he thought about <laughs> it. He was like, "That's pretty interesting." Where you came up with that, I can see how that you know you came up with that. That's pretty cool, but it, that's not. He said everything did happen, but it even took him aback. Like, damn, that's that's pretty dope, man. You know what I mean? Like, like he came come, up with that theory. Yeah, like where'd you get that theory? There was a bunch of theories that people were hitting on and not hitting on. Like, um, I, I must have missed this, but the black cars. That the white folks all came in and yeah, they all came in cars like it was at a funeral or something cars, like that. And yeah. that was because they were in the black vessel. Uh, they wanted to be in a black body, so they came in black so cars. So the, they they wanted a yeah. black vessel to travel yeah. in from that. One. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty. I good. didn't think about that angle yeah. too. Yeah, and then uh, definitely at the end where they said like the the one um, girlfriend. Like she was eating like a cereal, cereal but she had the milk separated <coughs> from the yeah. the cereal. Saying he, she but, doesn't mix white with colors. He said that's not yeah, true. Yeah, that was over my head. He said that wasn't true though. He said he just wanted her to be weird. Jordan Peele didn't confirm that one. He somebody did say that, and he said no, that's you know interesting. But I just wanted her to be different, just weird. That's well, what that he was said. definitely weird. It was definitely weird. Uh, one thing was when um, why the mom didn't want him to smoke. Because they needed that body to be pure. And he was like, why are you smoking in front of my daughter? But it really, he said that was because they just, the mom didn't want him to be, to, he to, wanted to be as healthy as possible. the body, you know, I of a it. black body. It was a that, that, that did hit home. Yeah. Yeah, during that initial mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was it was some crazy stuff. That yeah. was great. Yeah, that yeah, was, was a great movie. Like yeah, you want to talk yeah. about internet think pieces? Right, I've never yeah. heard so many interesting think pieces that were as interesting as what they put out with Get mm-hmm. Out. And a lot of it was confirmed by him, but a lot of that was kind of like, damn, y'all, y'all really are overthinking this quite a bit. One, I don't know if you remember this scene, and we can move on. It was one where he he was um, walking around in front of the house, and somebody was playing a piano. I can't remember. Somebody was playing something, and somebody like, oh no, it, it was in the airport. Not it was a piano scene too. But if they said if you listen in the airport scene when Little Rail's talking, they says uh, flight two three seven, flight two three seven. I guess that's like a hint. To um, is it The Shining? Two three seven. Room, um, is it what's the room? Were they in room two three seven? The room never is. It's, it's two something. There's something that's pretty known in the horror community. Two one seven. It might be two. I think it's two three seven because he said that that's like a callback to. Want to say it's The Shining where they it's it's known in the horror community as something that you say. Two three seven is a number that's unanimous with something. I can't remember. He said he took that. And he put it in the movie, and people were catching it. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, like if they're here in the background, yeah, flight two three seven, flight two three seven. I guess it's two three seven. I want to say it's from The Shining. It's something older that's a horror classic, and that The Shining will be on our thing next week. But yeah, it, he he said he took that from that, and he wanted to see if people would catch on. I have to send y'all the video. I got it. It's pretty dope. So okay, oh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch. Yeah, there's yeah, there's documentaries made on The Shining as it is. Yeah. yeah um, yep. What is that room number? Is it? It's not two three seven. It I, is two something. Yeah, I want to say it's from The Shining. I was listening to it and it was kind of a lot going on. Um, it is two three seven. Yeah, two three seven. Two three seven. Okay. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah, so he said that's he, a good ear right there for yeah. somebody listening. Somebody caught it. And he was impressed. He's like, I, I, I didn't think many people would catch that. And he's like, You're right. I took that from The Shining and I put that in the movie. All right. So, well, yeah. Shout out to him. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. You mind if I go next? Well, my, two and seven English? was apparently the room number in this in the book by oh. Stephen King. Oh, really? They got changed to 237. Huh. I think it, okay. Uh, yeah, I know it was two something. That's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Now, my standard ovation is going to be uh, contributed to a new TV series that I've been watching. That's going to be my binge ready rather than this. But for me, I feel like I just. Have y'all watched the show The Boys? I watched a couple episodes just to see how bad. When you said the, there was a couple of scenes that were just ridiculous. So I did watch a couple of episodes. Yeah. I know the characters, at least some of them, at least. Now, I have to say this show, even to me is pushing the limits of what I think they should be putting on television, even though it's streaming. It's like, damn, I never thought I would see that scene in particular on any TV series or a movie, but they really push and they go for it. And I feel like if they, uh, if DC wants to survive, I think they have to get the writers from the boys and bring them over to DC to help them fix their universe. I don't think James Gunn is going to do a, a complete remodel of this universe that they're doing. He can try. He he might do a pretty decent job, but if he really wants to push the limits and to say we need to be DC and to say fuck it and just make movies more like The Watchmen, which I still think personally is the best uh, DC movie ever made, just my personal opinion. But it's a great want, movie. I love it. If they want to go that route, they have to get the writers from the boys. And the leader of the writers, who's going to be my same elevation this week, is Eric Krimke. And I'm giving him sole credit for the universe that he has developed with the boys and they have the spinoff of The Boys, I think, like, the Diabolical series or something like that. And the new one that they just came out on Amazon Prime is uh, Gen V, which I think they are doing exactly what they did in the original Boys series. And I think it's a good thing that you're giving people more of the same on this particular one. Still doing some stuff that they did in the original series, pushing the limits a little bit, but still, it's still a pretty good, a damn good storyline right there. And I, if y'all haven't watched uh, Gen V on Amazon Prime... You guys really are missing out. If you haven't watched The Boys at all, then just shut this podcast off. I won't feel bad. Go back, watch The Boys, pick it up right here where you left off, and you're welcome. That's all I'm going to say. You're welcome because The Boys is an amazing show. It is so damn entertaining and is by far the most binge-worthy show that you can possibly watch if you're into that kind of cinema. If you're into that that gory like blood and guts and like watching people die in really weird ways and like some weird sexual stuff going on, the Boys is a tremendous show. I think it's a great, great show, and it's very well written. So my standing ovation this week, quick and simple, Eric Kremke, I think you've done an amazing job. I'm looking forward to what you're working on next, and I think The Boys and Gen V is probably going to be one of the best shows that's going to come out within the last few years. So, mm. yes, thank you very much, Eric Kremke, standing ovation for me this week, man. Great job for this show. Nice. Very nice. All right. Um, Do you have to see Gen do you have to see the boys before watching Gen V? It you I don't think you have to, but it does help because it's not built like a prequel. Like they're showing stuff like before everything happened. It's kind of like picking up, running parallel, kind of like how uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did when they had that show. And then they had like the regular Marvel movies that came out with it. Like it runs parallel to it. Like you don't have to watch it necessarily, but it does give you some context as far as what's going on. They do give some context of certain things in the show. So you're not totally out of whack of just watching this one, but it would help if you watch the boys as opposed to just watching this one by itself. Okay. Like it still works, but you, you might get lost a little bit trying to figure out what's going on. All right, Sean, what you got for us this week? Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go with a guy who's been around for a while. I'm going to go with Scott Bakula. He is um, who? Quantum Leap. Remember Quantum Leap? Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, unnecessary oh, unnecessary roughness, man. Oh, my God. I yeah. cannot believe. Scott right. Bakula. Yeah. My, my apologies. Yes. This was a grandma special watching the old Quantum Leap. This was one of my grandma's favorite I used shows. to watch that a lot. I used to be forced up. to watch it, and then I'd find pleasure in it somewhere. And then I said, well, this is pretty good. Uh, I actually would did not start watching it on my own. I'm like, man, I kind of like Quantum Leap. Um, he's been around for a long time. He's 70 years old now. Well, he'll be 70 this year. Wow, uh, that's yeah. me. Really yeah, man, I didn't realize he was quite that old. But, uh, yeah, um, what can we say, man? It's necessary roughness. I know me and Ryan likes that. One of my he, favorite football like movies. <laughs> oh, man, him the quarterback in that one with Sinbad. Oh, my gosh. Comedy okay. legend. Comedy legend. He plays in um, NCIS New Orleans. Uh, he was in Star Trek Enterprise from 2001. I remember that one. 05. Um, Lord of Illusions. I don't think I've seen that, uh, but he was in that and from 1995. Um, Men of a Certain Age. That was a show, I think. Um, I remember that one. I can't. Damn, I can't remember his name. The one dude that was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's damn, I can't the, remember the, his fucking he's name. He's the commissioner, or, the, or the, and he's like the the captain, the black of, guy uh, of. Uh, yeah. Damn the black. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, right, it'll um, come to me later. Andre Brower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Very he's funny. Um, above suspicion. Two thousand. Um, he played in the show called Chuck. Uh, major League. He was in one. I want to say this is the second Major League. Back to the Miners. He was in that one. Oh wait, that was the third one. That's the third one. That was the third okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember Back to the Miners. Yeah. Because well, I remember the third one. was they he didn't... in the first or second one? I don't remember him in I the second one because the third one I think they uh, they didn't have a uh, Charlie Sheen anymore. Okay. No. And I think Wesley they didn't Snipes. have no Wesley Snipes. And I think um, damn it. I remember they took out a the lot of the original cast. Wasn't in there. The one, the one black dude that narrates damn near everything on that ins- that insurance commercial all the time. Exactly. Yeah. From oh, 24. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first black president. Yeah, the deep ass <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, he played in a show called the a movie called The Informant with Matt Damon from '09. I remember. I didn't like that movie. I don't too much. remember much about it. I think I kind of glanced over it. Was, it. It, it was very forgettable to me. I yeah. wasn't too impressed with the movie. The Captains. He was in this movie called The Captains. Never and heard he, of that one. He did a cartoon called Cats and Dance. But for me, man, I there is a new Quantum Leap out. And Have you watched me, it? No, but it made me think of the original Quantum Leap. And I was like, man, I like that guy. And I don't I don't remember his name. I had to look it up. Uh, but I thought of that. And, of course, Unnecessary Roughness. One of my favorites football movies of all time of all time of i don't know time. too many people that say they don't like oh that movie. my god yeah. when like they played uh the, basically they was trying to call them the raiders but they were in prison they, they played were, that football team that was in prison they was like that, the longest <laughs> yard squad yeah they came out i they, think dick buckets dick dick Buck Buck was, was on that team, team. okay yeah. was it tim brown dick or buckets uh, i think i saw jerry rice jerry rice there. was on there yes he was jerry rice was definitely yeah on that team. oh they got there got destroyed they were getting banged real bad in that game but I remember they had the girl as the kicker and the big, uh, the big ass dude. Um, that Hawaii girl kick was one of my first. Oh, crushes. she was super. Was that gravy. Kathy Ireland? I don't remember her name. But no, yeah, either do I. I remember she was like she a was swimsuit model. She, that, that everybody had a crush on her. We watched out. this in uh, Mr. Norton's class in high school, and I mean, I just. I mean, every time I get a chance to watch Unnecessary Roughness, oh, but no. he was... Sinbad had me crack. Hey, I want y'all to know, I, I think all y'all innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Caffrey Island. Evander Holyfield was in there. He was? Yeah, he, he was, was one of the prisoners. Yeah, yeah, yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, that was one of the teams. 
Um, yeah, uh, they had a lot of uh, Jason. Jason Bateman, Bateman was, was he got I kicked, forgot about that. He got kicked out because he had bad grades. That was Jason. Bateman. That was Jason Bateman. Yeah, he got kicked out because of bad grades. And see, like Rob Schneider was in there. I mean, they had a they had a the huge, announcer. Yeah, yeah Rob yeah, Schneider was a great announcer. Huge cast. Fumbaruski fumbles the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Craig, football player. Herschel Walker was on that team. On that um, the opposite team, not the not the unnecessary armadillos. Texas State armadillos. Um, just a funny movie. And now I we're think, talking about good sports speeches. Remember yeah. when the head coach was in the hospital? He had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah Remember yeah. the assistant coach? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude from um, um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah it was great. Yeah. He was like, yeah. He ripped off the head. You shit down in there. <laughs> now let's pray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great movie. I thought of him because of Quantum Leaving. It just tied me into the unnecessary roughness. I know he's in Star Trek, but those two right there for me makes Scott Bakula. Uh, one of uh, uh, I won't say a legend, but he's up there. He he's a, a familiar face and somebody. I when I see him, he's he looks old in some of the pictures I see him in now. He's seventy. He's up there now, but he's earned it, man. I want to give him a standing ovation tonight, just off of those two um, two projects there. So, now absolutely deserved, well that deserved, right there. Well Quantum deserved. Leap is a classic. Yeah. Quantum Leap. Is, I, if you make yeah. a classic show, you do yeah. become a legend in this cinema game right now. A lot yeah. of actors out there wish they had a classic show. For sure, at the very least, a show that was in syndication, or the very least, a show that they want to remake. And I have no intentions of watching the remake because I don't like it when they step on my my memories as a child of a show that I used to watch. The same way I don't want right. to watch. What was that one movie? Uh, not not one movie. Uh, I feel like they redid some show. What's the one show with a the, uh, damn the dude with the mustache? Was it Magnum PI? I feel like they just redid that. Yeah, they Magnum PI. Yeah. Doctor Who. They've been doing that show for was seventy. It, what years. was that? Columbo. Columbo's a. If I'll they try to if they try to remake Columbo, you're, that will you're piss me off. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't remake that. I, I didn't. Well, I'm not a fan of Columbo. I just well, redo Murder She Wrote or something. Don't do uh, Columbo. Don't do us and, like that. But in Quantum Leap, didn't he jump into somebody's body every week? Every, yeah, basically, yeah, somebody, he time traveled in somebody else's body. Yeah, oh, that would be crazy, man. That but, is crazy. But he was himself, though. He looked to us like him. But to, to the other actors, he was somebody else. Like he, it's kind of like how they did with the. Um, I don't know. And Wonder Woman, like he can look in the mirror and see him, see himself. Right. But yeah. everybody else sees him as somebody different. And I thought that was a really it's cool concept. And, it's, and with a show like that, you can keep that going over and over again, right. like redoing history books yeah. and certain things. So I thought it, it was, was cool. it was a good ass concept. Oh, yeah. I just want to say that Quantum Leap is definitely an underrated For show. Sure, that was a nineties classic right there. So. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, good, good pick, John. Good pick. Mm-hmm. All right, and then it goes right into my binge worthy. Like I said, uh, Gen V on Amazon Prime. I've been binging that. I, I'm caught up right now, so I think they're back to releasing weekly shows, which is kind of weird for me because I remember the boys coming out their season like all together, all at once, and I think they're doing this weekly now, which I think is kind of smart for me because sometimes I need to learn patience because I've been so, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say spoiled with getting certain shows come out all at once and I get to watch it all together, kind of like how they do Cobra Kai, which is Kind of a good thing. I just want to get it all out of my system, watch it all together, and then get on with my life oh, you know, after the weekend. But this one, week to week, I think it kind of builds up more anticipation as far as what's going to happen next. And I kind of miss having that feeling of watching like a show in real time and watching it come out the same way with Loki. Like watching it come out week to week, like building up the suspense every single week of like where the storyline is going. Because I think it's so well written that you want to come back the next week. And you want that whole week of buildup of coming into work and talking to your friends like, hey, man, y'all y'all just saw that new episode of Gen V this week. Y'all just saw the new Loki. Like, 
it gives us time to like talk and like actually like you know experience like the love of watching like a really good TV show and like sharing that interest of where they're going with the storyline. So I just want to say I miss that. I love it. I think Gen V is like an amazing show right now. And I think that'll be a good binge worthy for all y'all who haven't been caught up yet. I say Gen V is going to be my binge worthy for this week. All right. What y'all got for us? Um, I'm going to go with one that's been around for a while and I, I haven't watched it recent, but I did see a preview for it on Hulu not Halloween, but it might be on Halloween. Probably is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, American Horror Story is something that you should, if you're into the horror uh, mood right now because of Halloween, American Horror Story got some good stuff. Um, I watched one with these witches and had Angela Bassett in it. Is this uh, the newest season? No, it's not the newest one, but there's a, it's kind of like Tales from the Crypt where they just have different episodes come on and they last for a little bit and then they move on to something else. But there's this one where these witches. And he had like these different witch factions. Angela Bassett was one of this like this witch from Haiti. It's super dope. You could you should huh. watch it. Yeah, it's an American Horror Story. It's one of the stories, and I can't remember the name of the actual episode, but it was these witches, and it was these factions of witches. And I just remember Angela Bassett is one of these witches that was from Haiti. Actually, she's from Africa, but she lived in New Orleans, and she was like. They had these levels to these different witches and Angela Bassett. So like she's the, like one of those voodoo witches? Voodoo witches. And she was like one of the highest wit- riches, uh, riches, witches in the world. So does and, she have like a Creole accent and all that shit? Yeah, like she they had do a Creole. Yep, yep, yep. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So I didn't think it was something I would like. And I remember watching it back in the day. And it's just one of the episodes on there. They got other stuff. They got different things on American Now, Horror does this Story. change from episode to episode or is it like season to season? I want to say it might be season to season. I know it's been around for a while. Because I remember somebody said Lady Gaga. Like, she's got some stuff on there. Show. It just came back out in September, late September, with the new season. So this is, they got something going on now. But American Horror Story has got some good stuff. Uh, especially, I, I know a lot of women watch it, but. I didn't think it was something I would watch, but hey, it's got some scary stories in there. Uh, check it out if you can. American Horror Stories on Hulu right now. It's been out for some time. I, I want to say 14 or 15, but uh, it, it's Halloween and it's something good to watch for horror. You can sit down with your significant other and watch American Horror Story on Hulu. They got some good stories and specifically the one with the witches. Find the one with the witches with Angela Bassett as a, as one of the witches. She did a hell of a job. So, yeah. Okay. It's, it's binge worthy. Uh, right. The previews look pretty good for this new season. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I forgot that Angel Bassett was on one of those seasons. They consistently have some pretty big stars for oh yeah, new seasons. But yeah, it look, sounds like the newest season is dealing with uh, a music, a, a music pop star who's trying to come up in the industry. And yeah, that it looks pretty good. Um, I've I've seen a handful of episodes. Me too, yeah. I have to yeah. actually sit down and watch a full season. Right. I just get in and out of it. But I did watch that witch one and like I said, that was one I can I can attest for I can stand up for and say that I enjoyed that one. So Did you yeah. guys watch Loki? I, I didn't did. Get to, yes. I didn't get the chance to watch. I forgot Loki was even. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's yeah. what I want to talk about for yeah. for binge worthy. Um and I I'm very interested hearing what Tommy has to say about this, but it was all right. It was okay. Now was, you can you can you can tell me because I'll I'll catch up with. But where's it starting off with? Because I did see the end of the last season. So it's pretty Recently, much it pretty much picks up where the last season left off. Do you remember what happened at the end of the last season where when, she pushed him through the time door? Then all of a sudden he went back to TVA and he saw the Kang statue. When they, I remember, so that was the last Kang scene statue. of yeah, the first yeah, season. Yeah, yes. I remember the Kang statue. Okay, and you, then you, his his alternate female version of himself. Killed the 
the Kang that they were interacting with. We call he who remains. So he basically, remains. Okay. Yeah. he was the guy that was behind the scenes controlling the time out of everything up until that point. So she killed him. So she freed, you know, quote unquote, the timeline from what he was ruling. Because basically he was in that power position to control all the other Kangs up until that point. Because he knew all those other Kangs were time traveling, fucking up, you know, you know, timelines and everything. So he put himself in a position where he can control them and keep them in check from doing anything else from starting like another uh, multiversal war or something like that. So basically that's who he was. So when you pick up where he left off, that's exactly where they're leading into. Like he's freed the timeline. He's dead now. So it's going to be a whole new, you know, level of Kangs that's coming out, you know, starting another war. So that's what they're showing you. And basically that's what they were hinting to at the end of the, the Ant-Man movie where you saw all those versions of Kang out mm-hmm. there. Because they did all that to get rid of one Kang in particular who was doing the most out of everybody. Because, you know, like in a family, there's always that one family member who does the most. He ends up fucking up the party. And the next thing you know, everybody got to go home. He's that Kang, if you want to relate it to that point. But I thought the first episode was actually, I don't want to say underwhelming, but it did leave me thinking that I want more out of that first episode. Now, they did clean it up a little bit as far as giving more explanation as far as what was happening. Because... They kind of explained it because, um, like, he was basically being ripped from time because the way that he got pushed through that time door, he got caught up into, like, some weird gray area or something like that because of what Lady Loki did. So I, I get Lady the explanation Loki. a little bit because her name is Sylvie, but they in the comic book, she's Lady Loki. If You just want to make it more clear as far as who she is. But I kind of see where they're going with this, but at this point, it was a it was a decent first start, but I want a lot more. From where they're going with this, and they're doing week to week, not just know yeah. everything at once. I like that. Give you something I, I do. I do to. like that for me. It, yeah. it makes me miss like having the the camaraderie and the community that you have for us talking with it. But yeah, that's some of the best parts of the best shows. Um, talking with people about the current episode and predicting what's going to come next. That's that's a lot of fun. That's you know a, what that, I wish I was a part of being part of the community with the Game of Thrones uh, fans. Talking about that week to week, it, it was came out. incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I wish I could have been a part oh, of that. My mom and my uncles had a little community going on. They would call each other every damn week about Game of Thrones. Yeah, that yeah. was um I was I was guaranteed a call from my from my older brother mm-hmm. every Sunday or Monday morning to to see if I saw that newest episode. I, I we don't even talk as much as I want to, but that was something guaranteed that he would call for. I, I definitely miss that. I, I definitely missed that. That was freaking amazing. Yeah, that show was on a different level. All right, so what Loki did you, what did you give a be, grade for the first episode of Loki? For doing the five-star system, I got to give it two and a half. I'll give it two and a half for okay. the first episode. Middle I, of the road. So it, 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 it like leaves you hanging or it's just a uh, feel in or it's just something that it's kind of like boxing when you just is giving like a feel out like, hey, man, we're going to feel you I out. I think that's it. what it is. I think they're setting us up for something yeah. big coming to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Well, now, usually so- the first episode is where they show out because that's where you want to pique mm-hmm. everybody's interest and get them roped back in. But I think the first season of Loki was so good. It bought them a lot of goodwill to say, hey, we're going to take our time with this season. We're going to let y'all fill it out. We know it's got a lot of stuff that's got to build up to it because along with that, I feel like they got to do a lot of cleanup for a lot of us Marvel fans out there who's <clears> been, I guess, very critical of the last few projects that's coming out for Marvel. I feel like they haven't been giving us the top quality product that we're used to. So they're saying, hey, we heard you. We're taking our time. Loki is very special to us. 
So we're going to slow cook this one. This is like a brisket. I feel like they're making a brisket this season <laughs> on this one. So they're okay. really taking their time. Yeah. They're they're doing it real well. They're setting us up. And I know we are, we really impatient. You got to cook a brisket for like, what, 14 fucking hours or Hell something? Yeah. Dumb shit? Throw that in and go, go to work and come back. And no, this done. ain't microwave yeah. food right here, man. This is like good old-fashioned barbecue. I got to say, I didn't think I would like the Loki show, the last one. But I did. I, like, I ended up liking it. It's, it's been so long, you know. So I'm going to have to watch the first one. But... Yeah, I'm excited to see now and see where this goes. But yeah. this is kind of like a brisket being cooked during COVID era. And then you go to the grocery store and all of a sudden, hey, there's no salt and pepper here. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's no way there's the no brisket. way that they could keep hinting at Jonathan Major's true danger as uh, the big main villain going forward in the Marvel Universe. And... For people who don't follow pop culture, and let's just say there's people, which I don't, if you're watching Loki, you obviously know what the hell's going on in Jonathan Majors and what's going on with Marvel Studio and how there's a, there's a level of uncertainty for the future that all big franchises have, but it's just new to Marvel. This level of uncertainty of good quality, profitable products this happens to every single major movie property. It's gonna. It happens to everybody. Marvel just had the longest, most consistent run than anybody's ever seen. Uh, yeah, even though the original Star Wars trilogy was one of the most successful things of all time, George Lucas waited damn near 20 years before he made a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Those, those things, yeah, those things happened, but Marvel pretty much had a 20-year run of at least two or three freaking awesome movies every single year. That's unheard of for any franchise. We're talking about X-Men, Harry Potter, Lord of Rings, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. These big IPs don't have the run that Marvel did. So that's unprecedented. But I, I will just say that you can tell there was some modifications had because... There's, there's, we absolutely should have seen Jonathan Majors in this first episode. The whole first season led up to him appearing. You yeah. can't just keep teasing us like this. But what happened with him? I'm wondering if he's, if he's taking, taking him back, taking out a it's, little it's, bit. It's, it yeah, was way yeah, too. Yeah, this yeah. first episode was too obvious that they lost some popularity since the, then. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, no, 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 I'm not gonna say. That. I'm just gonna say Disney doesn't know what to do. You can tell they're on shaky ground. I don't think Jonathan Majors has really lost any popularity. I think he has. because they should. They Do you it. think it's because of what's happening in his personal life or because oh, the yeah. Ant-Man movie was so underwhelming? No, I think his personal life. They took him off all the Army commercials. They taken him off of other little stuff that he's was had coming up. I think For they're, something that has not been proven guilty. Yeah, of. but they still not... They still can't hammer him home with us right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I felt they like can. at one point he if was. If they want to, they absolutely this time can. last year or the last Loki between that and Ant Man, this dude and with Creed, this dude was one of the most popular people in the world. But and so it, is the guy who's who I can't remember his name. Who's the lead actor of, of Avatar? Are you talking about Sam Worthington? There we go, Sam Worthington. Yeah, but he didn't beat. Up, he's not being Sam, accused of anything. He, he was. All I'm saying is those people. I, I never thought Jonathan Majors would ever reach Will Smith, Denzel Washington no, level. Or for, and if you just want to uh, put him in a box and compare him to other black actors, I never, Jonathan Majors is awesome, but I never said, oh, yeah, this is the next Brad Pitt. This is the next Brad Pitt. Yeah, he, he has a lot of steam behind him. 
He did. Yeah. yeah it looked was, like it yeah. looked like that was going to be his his he year. Was, yeah. yeah. He had a very high tra- oh, yeah. trajectory. Creed was, three was taken off. He was on every commercial. But a lot part of, of that is because yeah. of the goodwill of Marvel. Just because they're promising you, oh oh yeah, this next phase, Jonathan Majors is going to be just as important as Robert Downey Jr. was as Iron Man. He this this the most consistent IPs of all time. That's a big freaking deal in the modern day we live in. It is IPs yeah. a big deal. Yeah. They were trying to make him the next star of that. Yeah, he he had his he had his not Falcon. Like, yeah, not not the actor who plays Peter Parker. Now right. they were gassing Jonathan Majors up as him being he's the lead star of the MCU going forward. He was definitely the lead. Supposed to be a big villain like Thanos and stuff. Where I thought that's what I was seeing, and but it's not just uh, Marvel. Everything he was in, you know, he was with. Uh, it was like we said, Creed. He had a couple other shows out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah he, was, I mean? he, was, like, he was the yeah, actor. Yeah, for, yeah. Like, for about right, a year, right? And I feel like since he got it, I'm not saying this. I hate to see him in this position because I really like Jonathan Majors, and I was hoping that he would take off to the trajectory that I saw him going in. I think we did too, but I feel like maybe I'm not for sure. But I feel like maybe that him being in some kind of tr- controversy might have them a little on shaky ground. It, it does. I, I don't know, but there is a precedent that when a Marvel actor does have like some, I don't know, personal issues that they'll still they're still willing to pay out your um, your projects because before Hawkeye show was in development, his ex wife accused him of domestic abuse, and it was very well publicized, but it didn't stop his show from What's coming the, out. What they said the, com- the Wait, protection uh, for the complexion. You know, okay. Wait, uh, right, fair yeah. point. Fair point. Yeah. I'm glad you went that Jeremy way. Jeremy yeah. Renner got accused of because yeah, I remember he was, he was going yeah. through a, he was going through a divorce. I think he was married for like a uh, a year or something like that. Puppy love, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember she came out uh, with accusations and uh, saying that he had um, he had abused her like physically, mentally, emotionally, and all that stuff. And he was fighting over custody over his daughter during that time. And I remember that was very well publicized because, you know, I'm the biggest Hawkeye fan probably in the yeah. world when it comes to him. So when I saw that come out, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to fucking shelf his show right now. Because I remember at that point, that's when the Comic-Con, they came out with all the shows that was coming out on the slate. This before, like, WandaVision, like, uh, Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier was coming out, the Loki show coming out. In the mix of all that, it was supposed to be the Hawkeye show that was supposed to be coming out. And I remember there was a lot of talk that they don't know if they're going to move forward with his show because of those allegations coming out. Thinking like, I don't know how we can actually, you know, you know, I don't, can we really put this show out now? This dude has like domestic abuse allegations coming out against him, even though we haven't seen anything that's come out to true. And it mm-hmm. felt like they let it play out a little bit, but they'll still move forward with this show. So they show that they'll still back your show and your, uh, and everything at that point, even if they don't know if you've done anything or not, it proved out that nothing happened and he moved forward with it. So I feel like they were just like, all right, we're going to have to roll the dice on this one. We got to keep moving forward because we got a big slate mm-hmm. and this works out as far as like building up the future for Marvel. So I think Marvel was stuck in a spot with Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. similar to where they are with Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, and they have to move forward with this project because Kane, not, not like Hawkeye, Hawkeye, he he passed his prime as far as being with the Avengers and they kind of moving on to kind of like make the, the, new, the new spot for like the Jeremy younger Renner. Avengers. Renner is a bigger star than Jonathan Majors. Absolutely, absolutely. Has- Jeremy Renner had a lot of big projects come out before then, so he was, as far as like being a major Hollywood star, he goes nobody that was probably as big as him. Like and, during that uh, that time we had that Ben Affleck movie I, I, with the he he is, but I think Jonathan Majors was like that new phenom. Yeah, because he was a he was he like was, a young star. And yeah, this happened to yeah. Jeremy Renner when he first came out, yeah. and he just started to play Hawkeye. That's a whole, a totally different mm-hmm. story. 
But this is like like the tail end of like I guess there's a lot of similarities there to me because Jeremy Renner was damn near phenom. Oh yeah, no, this what happened to Jeremy Renner when he was doing like a. Uh, what's the one movie? Mission the, Impossible franchise. When he was doing like Mission he, Impossible, not, the uh, Bourne franchise, they threw a, him in there. He's not they let a, him, he was a star role in the, in Jason fucking Bourne. He's not a. He wasn't the star though. Yes, yeah. the fuck he, he was. No, he was. He I had his own. He had his own Bourne I identity movie that grossed a hundred million dollars. I've no, seen he his, had that. He, 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 he had the town. He had the town. He had the Hurt Locker. He's in these movies, but he's not a superstar on that super A. I don't think he's quite until Avengers. I don't think he's on. I, I don't even think Avengers made him that big of an. A-list he was already star a big star. I don't remember. That. He I was a huge star. I told you, I'm a Hawkeye fan, but yeah. nobody really gave Hawkeye like that big of a deal. Yeah, not yeah. at all. And Marvel wasn't pumping up Hawkeye's part of the future. So yeah, I no think Captain he was America doing like the, Iron I think when he was doing like SWAT, you know, the Hurt Locker, that kind of stuff. But he was doing that movies. That's when he was like really becoming like a. I mean, like an A-list star I because he got like an Oscar tired. nomination off the Hurt Locker, so he was actually becoming like a household name at that. Jeremy point. Renner is the man. He yeah, he had a great run. And he, he had a better run than Jim, than uh, Jonathan Majors did. I I, 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 I I think Jonathan Majors had a bigger uh, a bigger way a bigger trajectory. I keep saying that word, but I think he until he messed up or whatever he's getting claimed to be have done, he was. Skyrocketing out of he here. Absolutely, he yeah, absolutely I didn't was. think Jimmy Renner ever would have reached. But a part of that is because Marvel came out and said and, and, he and, is part of the future of the and, biggest and, franchise in in the in the world, movie be, franchise in the world. To be honest with you, I, Hawkeye's. I mean, Tommy, you're a fan, but he's not everybody's favorite. No, not at all. I mean, they 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 literally called him Joe Burrow in one of the things. He's so accurate. what's Jim, <laughs> what's Jonathan Major's villain's name in? Um, in the in the MCU, with Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Yes. Yeah. I guarantee you, most people who went and saw the Avengers <laughs> opening weekend, the majority of the audience in those sold out theater seats mm-hmm. had no idea who the hell Kang the Conqueror is. No, but because no. they were so hooked on this franchise, when that franchise tells them look forward to Kang the Conqueror, and oh yeah, here's this guy you who's popped up in a couple of popular movies you might have heard of. He is going to be. The part of the future, there's not going to be any more Chris Evans. There's not going to be any Robert Downey Jr. Black Panther died. God rest his soul. The future of this, they didn't even come out and say there's going to be more uh, uh, Spider-Man. What's what's the actor's name? Uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, they didn't even say how many. There's, we're guaranteeing you two more. It was all Kang. We don't know what's going to happen with Fantastic Four. We don't know what's going to happen with X-Men. We damn sure don't know what's going to happen with Ant-Man. Uh, uh, fingers crossed. Captain American f- America Four is freaking awesome with Falcon. I'm, taking I'm the really middle. hoping that it is. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> I can't wait for that. Shit. I mean, I, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. The only guarantee that we had for the future of the MCU was that we're eventually X Men and Fantastic Four are coming along, and Kane the Conqueror is going to be an awesome villain, and he's pretty much going to be part of the next two Avenger movies. Now, all of a sudden, within a span of months. They they don't know that anymore. I don't even know for even what is it called Secret Wars yeah. and man that movie gonna come out like we gonna have a whole new president would, and shit. Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I don't even off this first episode of Loki. I can't even guarantee that Loki's gonna be the main villain of this series or if he'll be the main villain of the MCU. And that shakiness and uncertainty was prevalent in this first episode. So I know it's supposed to be binge worthy. I. I can't fully recommend it because I was I I would say modestly enjoyed the first season. 
I know people love it. It was it was a good series. I wasn't bad. I just wasn't in love with it. Loki. All right. To be fair, we didn't love the first WandaVision episode. It took a while. It, it, a it, while. it was yeah. a slow true, burn, true but, that, but that, that brisket at the end, boy, yeah. that, boy I made some sandwiches <laughs> out of that bitch. Oh, that shit was good. <laughs> that was a good ass that, that right was, there. That was, good yeah, that was a good full, uh, full course meal at the end. Yeah. For sure. And the same thing with uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. I don't think the first show was like amazing, but when we got to the end... I thought it was it was well worth the journey that but they to, took me on. To Ryan's credit, I don't think he's ever really he's never quite said that he was a full fan of any of these shows. That's for, fair. Yeah, I think Mandalorian. You talking about you said yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I would never say these are. I would never put these in the, any of the of the, uh, the Disney Plus yeah, Marvel yeah. shows. I would never. I, and I really enjoyed the the big three: WandaVision, Loki. Uh, Captain America, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Those are the big three. I enjoyed all three, but I would never say those are great show. Those se- those first seasons were great. All my favorite shows of all time had spectacular, mind blowing first seasons. The Wire, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You love bringing up King Buffy. of Queens. <laughs> uh, uh, these these had great first seasons. Game of Thrones. Mind blowing! It mind blowing for the Sopranos, Oz. Uh, now, just because you're not in that level doesn't make it a bad show, for sure. It's it. it they were they were they were, they were decent, uh, and I will say that um, Loki fans of the first season who do think that first season was freaking great. I do. I'm one of those fans. And you were kind of you were kind of hit and miss on this episode, so maybe I'm oh, wrong. Some, all those episodes weren't like out of the park, but it mm-hmm. was still like a really good episode. Not like amazing, but I still thought they were pretty good as far as like building up the show to where it led to the end. I thought overall it was a very very well done show. They need to go darker. They need to go darker because I don't think that's Marvel. Go- I don't think Marvel has it in them to go any darker than that. They try- they can't. The God of Mischief is in the underworld, so. Me getting fifth element tones from this first episode was not a good thing. They leaned way too much on the comedy. They need to go dark. And uh, we're going to talk about The Exorcist in this show, I'm sure. But if you have a Loki in the underworld, whom you can make the argument he's the best villain in the MCU. Middleton's, yeah. Middleton's Loki might be the best villain they had in the MCU. It's either... But do you really see him as a villain now, or is he more just like an anti-hero at this point? Kind of like how we look at Deadpool and uh, Blade. They're forcing the anti-hero, but he is still always going to go back to his natural instinct to try to screw you over to get ahead. That's, I don't that's see what, him like that anymore. Because they're forcing that on us. That, that's not the Loki. Well, if you think I about like, the the original Loki like we saw in the first Thor movie to the arc that he had at the end of Infinity War... I saw a complete 180 when it comes to like how Loki is being looked at. Like when he died in uh, Infinity War, a lot of people were sad and shocked when they saw that. So it's so it shows it how was, they were shocking. turning around like his character arc. Redeemable, he was. Redeemable. He, he was redeemable, and he even did that trying to save his brother. So I see Loki more as like a not a bad guy, but just like the anti-hero. How we look at like a. I don't want to say Deadpool and Blade, but I guess that's the best examples that we have as far as comic book characters being anti-hero. Or like uh, Venom. Venom is kind of like the same thing. Anti-hero. With the the modern incarnation is, Venom's always been a bad guy. And 
to to those them, the uh, Tom Hardy Venom movies are better than they have any right to be. I'm of the opinion that I don't even think Venom deserves his own movie. If you ask me, I, I, he's not. There's there's not too many layers to him as a villain. He just looks cool. I don't think he. But I was wrong. That first movie I think made seven eight hundred million dollars worldwide. It was very made good. a shit more money. Better movie than I thought was expected. Uh, it wasn't a classic by any means, but it was decent. So, uh, yeah, I need to get a sidetrack. This will be sorry, hard to but we'll, we'll I, I like certain villains need to stay bad guys. I don't need every bad guy from pop culture's past to be redeemed. I don't need all my villains to be anti-heroes. I don't want to go down that line just for money making sake. Cause you can do that with anybody. Like I said, yeah, they, they, they try to make you feel sorry for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That was a horrible experience. We are not going to get sidetracked, man. That, boy, <laughs> you good. You, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. You, yeah. Motherfucker, y'all got me with that one. Yeah. Shit. I was Fat getting ready to jump lady on, that one. On, on the train being mean to him. Feel sorry for this. All right. We, are we wrapped up on Bedworthy? We ready yeah. to get to our uh, mm-hmm. our new release? Now, I'll just I'll go first because I have to get this one out the way. I went to go see Saw X or Saw 10, whatever they want to yes. call it. So happy you mentioned that first. You, you, you called me out on Facebook. I did. You, you said my credibility might even be on the line here. <laughs> I paid money for this, and part of that's because Ryan said this movie's pretty good. So I am so happy you saw it. I want to hear your opinion. All right. You didn't steer me wrong. Okay. You okay. didn't steer me wrong. Okay. All right. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm not a weirdo. I was that. pleasantly surprised on how this actually turned out. I thought it was going to be some. Somewhat of a dog shit movie when I saw like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> you and me both. But I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this one. This one looks pretty good. And then when it kept cooking and kept cooking, even near the end where I thought it was like, oh, like how, how the hell is this happening, man? You got the best of him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's right. He's always one step ahead. Why do I never give him this credit? But yeah, Jigsaw, I think this was a really good movie. My score for this one, I'm going to say Four point three out of five. A little bit higher than me. I, I think I gave four, it a four out of five. It's a four out of five move mm-hmm. for me. I, I I was I was a little bit shocked that they had this in him just to bring him back as like the main character as opposed to what they did after Saw Three, where they had like those run of the mill like uh characters where they always had like a different angle of picking up like a like his legacy for Jigsaw. But this one putting it back in there and bringing back his original associate uh, Linda, I yeah, believe the original henchman. Yes. And, and low key, I I got a crush on that one. I had a crush on that one for a very long time. So <laughs> shout out to her for bringing her back. Still look good. But seeing them together, I was like, okay, this is this is what I wanted to see. This is actually what I wanted to see. It was like very gory, very uncomfortable. Once again, I I, I like the traps that they put them in. I like the deaths, and I like like the sacrifices that they are trying to make to get through all this stuff. But overall, yeah, this this movie is exactly what I thought it was going to be, and I say that in the best way possible. It was gory, uncomfortable to watch. It was it was a really good Saw movie right there. I think it's probably number three for me. The first one is still number one. Spiral for me is number two, and I think this one is a very close third yeah. as far as being in the Saw franchise. I, I thought that was it. I thought it was very I thought it was very well done, very well done. So yeah, four point three out of five for me. Quick and easy for this Saw X movie. <clears throat> I thought it was a very good watch, Ryan. Thank you for the recommendation. You was a cowboy going over the hill. You took the arrows, and I come back saying, "Hey, man, you, you did a really good job." So thank you. This Saul is what has, it's all about. Saw let me down a couple of times. I was like, "I'm done with Saw. I couldn't take it." 
But I might have to watch it now. And I, you know, saw you that went there. I know. And the theater was packed. Yeah. I like I went there. Really? I think I went there like what Sunday mm. evening around seven. I was like, damn, I wasn't expecting this many people to be showing up for like the Saw movie, oh. but they, like you said, Halloween time is Halloween, coming up and yeah. like everybody's finding excuse to go watch a horror film. And this one right. was a, a very good uh, surprise horror film as far as being like a good one, not just like a a money grab where they just throw the movie out there and they just trying to get some money off of the franchise that's been very popularized right. for like the last 10 years or so. But yeah, this was a very good watch for me, man. So Ooh. yeah, I definitely recommend everybody go out and watch Saw X. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I got one before we move on to the ones we saw together. I saw on Peacock. I watched Strays, the dogs. I watched that too. This is funny. I forgot to watch that. Hilarious. 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 Oh, I thought I that movie rolling. was real funny. I was rolling. I did not see that the, coming. The, I ain't gonna lie. The first 30 minutes, I kept rolling my eyes. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. And then when they get together, everybody, the like the gang, the whatever. Strays, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I, I I did start laughing, like, begrudgingly at some points. I was like, oh, man, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> this is but outrageous. it's so funny. Jamie Fox, like, when they was yeah. in the jail, they tried to get the one dog to get the keys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me, me and my wife was like, what in the hell are we watching? <laughs> it was so ridiculous, but it was still real funny. I so found yeah. myself laughing way more than I thought I was going. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give this a chance. And it, it, I feel like it's the same kind of thing as those little kids. Remember we talked about those little kid movies with the, uh, the three little boys. Um, um, oh, good boys. Good boys. I had a. I had. I, I felt like that was good boys, but with dogs. As what it did a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if just them going on this mission and try to get back to his his owner and uh, Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell had me roll. They were funny as hell, but all the dogs were funny. It was just perfect little mis- uh, matchups there. I gave that. I, I said I gave that four brownie points. I laughed. I laughed at a couple parts where I didn't think. I'm like, I'm not gonna laugh at this. I, I thought it was pretty funny. That's a good watch. That was that was better than I, I thought. I probably yeah. give it three and a half out of five. Yeah. I thought it was funnier than it, than I thought it was gonna be, and I thought like, all right, man. I wasn't expecting much out of this. I was like, all right, man, I got to watch another movie, man, just for some podcast sake. But I was like, wait a minute. This thing is actually, it's stupid, but it's like it's funny, funny stupid yeah. right now. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, I needed this laugh. Like, when he I kept saying, it. there's a devil in the sky. I was like, what are you talking about? And it was a mailman and James. I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's just how dogs are, too. And it's just like everything that if you have a dog, you you know, you know some of the stuff they don't and do. And, you know, you have each dog is unique, but. Dogs hate mailmen. I, they can't stand the pizza man until the pizza man gives you the pizza. But the mailman and pizza man, oh my gosh, we ripped them to shreds. But I thought this was way funnier than I ever expected. So yeah, I watched that, and I almost watched the Continental. That's on Peacock. I still haven't watched. I was that. waiting it, for you guys. Yeah, to watch I might that. watch that. This it doesn't week, look so. intriguing enough to me to yeah, want to watch I it. I, I was waiting for one of y'all to watch it first, I but I guess we're going to play Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, besides that, and besides when we saw in the theater together, that was the only thing that I watched that was newer. So, all right, thank you for reminding me about that. I completely forgot that I watched it. It was like two weeks ago when oh, I watched sure, it. Yeah, I was like, true. damn, I forgot all about it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. I, <laughs> I, I want to talk about the extras primarily for this episode, mm-hmm. but that was one movie I was going to bring up next week. Hilarious. That That's recommended. That's highly recommended. <laughs> all right. Fucking hilarious. All right. You put Pandora's box on the table, so yeah. let's go ahead and open it. Oh, shit. All right. Let's go get ahead. to The Exorcist Believer. Now, you mind if me and Sean go and you take the final leg and carry this one home? Oh, uh, Of course. I, I will try my best I, my, not my, to mine is gonna be Mine's going to be very quick and simple. I ain't going to have a deep dive like you, but I'm, I'm, I want to have that argument that we had outside mm. the movie theater when we watched this all together. Full context. Me, Sean Ryan, a couple other people, we all watched this movie uh, on Friday. It was a nice little savant night out. Oh, yeah. 
Ryan, I swear, your <laughs> brain is so fascinating to me. You always catch a different angle of something that I never quite understand. I don't say this in a bad way, but it's more like I'm actually kind of jealous that you can see certain things in uh in spots that I don't think it actually exists. But you believe it so much that I start thinking like me too. He might be right about something. Hold on, maybe my third eye isn't quite open well enough. But I'll let you get to it. But overall, I say I was actually very surprised. I was going in there skeptical. Like, all right, man, it's another Exorcist movie. Whoopty fucking do. Like they made another one. They got a black dad in here. Good job. Let's see how this turns out. Oh, black, black and white <laughs> kids going out. Sounded very similar to mine. <laughs> I was like, black, black and white kid going out into the woods. Yeah, this has no, no start to this movie. It's actually going to say this is going to lead to something good. But sure enough, I was actually, like I said, pleasantly surprised. Very well surprised. I thought it was a very good horror film and a very good exorcism film. Overall, my grade for this one was three out of five. I was still wanting a little bit more. And I go with that saying that just having like a pre-planned trilogy on this one, my opinion, that's a mistake. You should never plan something out like that. This isn't fucking Star Wars. Don't do that shit. If you want to make a trilogy, accidentally go into that. Don't go in that with a plan of us thinking like, oh, there's going to be another one after that. I want to leave the movie thinking like this could be a one and done if they make a sequel to this. Let's see how it plays out. Plan it out based on how the fan reaction is. Don't go in there with a plan to say you're going to make two more after this, no matter what the fans say about this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I think fan service made John Wick make other sequels. That's what I think movies should be. Don't go in there planning out more sequels if you don't know how the movie's actually going to turn out. This movie could have been like complete dog shit. You think that's going to make us excited there's going to be two more after this? No, I think that's a risk. I think it's a mistake, but overall, if they're going to make a sequel to this, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not truly excited to go see it. I thought this one was pretty good, but it wasn't good enough to make me think I want more. I was like, if they make another one, all right, so fucking be it. I'll watch it, and we'll see how this goes. I just hope it gets better. I don't know how it's going to get better, but I see they have enough goodwill to make me think I want to watch it again and see where they go with this storyline. So, yeah, three out of five for me. A little bit better than average, but, yeah. I feel like I kind of like been there, done that kind of thing with exorcism movies. Didn't see anything that I haven't seen before, but I thought it was still pretty good as far as like their effort is making this one for like a new trilogy. So yeah, Sean, I'll let you take it away. How you feel about it? Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. Uh, you know, unbeknownst to everybody online, it was a disgrace, and everything I saw that was a trailer. Oh, this sucked. This is, and I think that me and Jake, the guy they, who went, they yeah, based that off of just watching the trailer. Trailer. They, well, I mean, just you know, I watched some reviews. <clears throat> That people who had seen it just to get a feel of what I was getting into, and they all, you know, most of them, not all, but most more than, you know, eight or nine out of ten, they just didn't like it. And I wonder if they were basing it off the original one. And I think to me, I don't know about you, I can speak for most people. The original Exorcist from the seventies, fifty years old, is still the scariest thing I've ever seen, and it's just the way I felt about it. Um, as I got older, I watched it a couple times, saw some more stuff that I didn't originally see, but it just puts me in a bad feeling. This one, I I can't say it did this, the same. I was prepared for stuff that was coming, but it was unsettling too. Though it, it still has that unsettling feeling. You feel bad for the for the girls. Now the little white girl didn't have much of a character development. It kind of focused on the little black girl more. Oh, not at all. I yeah, didn't she, think about that. Right, they didn't do much with her. <laughs> they just threw her in there. You know, like all right. I'm wondering what she had with her family. We talked about this. Her family background, the white family. 
there was a scene where they I'm gonna get to the to the mom, the original mom, but when they went in the house and he, he went in the bathroom and the what the dad of the little white girl, oh, yeah, I gotta pay for my sins. I'm wondering what they did, if they did something, because they seem like not a very well put together family. The the white family. And I'm, I'm not picking on anybody, I'm just saying that's what they made it seem like to me. Like it was something edgy going on with them. That's how I saw it. Um, but I felt I felt unsettled. I, I it kind of picked up the pace real quick once they decided to go off into the woods. I thought that was pretty creepy what they were doing, and they originally show how they started to get possessed and all that stuff. When they were possessed and they were doing the exorcism, what before I get to that, I didn't really think the mom was necessary from the first one. I was like, all right, what, what, why is she here? Uh, I didn't think that fan service, right? Right, and I I went on to find out that she didn't even want to be in this movie. That they could even pay her money. They like asked her three different times to be in this movie and try to pay her each time. Finally, the only reason she did it is because they uh, got her, um, um, what do you call it, when you, um, not endorsement, but they gave her money to a charity of hers. And yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah that's for, why uh, she did it. Female yeah. actresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why she did it. So she didn't even want to do it. But her being in here, I mean, just to get us a familiar face from the original extra, because apparently this is supposed to be an actual sequel to the original Exorcist that took place 50 years in part. Uh, kind of like what he did with Halloween. He kind of just erased all the other Halloweens and went from Michael My- Halloween 1, and he, I think he might even went after 2, if I'm not mistaken. Talking about David Gordon. Yeah, yeah, he erased all the Halloweens in between and made the original Halloween again as a sequel or something that took place right after the, the, the late 70s Halloween. Yeah, Rob yeah. Zombie did that with his Halloween. Yeah, movie. yeah, so... Um, I thought the possession parts were good. They kind of used the same little voices as Reagan. Um, I thought that was pretty good. I thought the way they what they were doing in that room, what the different religions that was a little unique. I never seen that before. What they were doing that was a, that was a good yeah part do, of the movie. Doing different exorcisms through different religions. That's different. That's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Who knows if that would you know would even be possible? Was that like an exorcism gumbo? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Try everything to see what kicks. <clears throat> yeah, voodoo and different like not voodoo, but like a like a deep Haiti deep you know type of religion. I don't know what religion they oh, have. So that one was actually kind of interesting yeah, yeah, when I yeah. when I thought about that. I was like, holy shit! I wonder what the what the one lady is doing, like the black lady, because yeah. I remember she was in the movie earlier right. where the one white guy brought them into the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who was he though? Like, he was just a neighbor. Or his I think friend? he was just a neighbor that was like a uh, cool with him. Like, he was yeah. just like real cool with him. And okay. I guess he had like some religious friends, and, I, and he brought him over to like do like a and I, cleansing of the yeah, house. Yeah, cleansing of the house. And I just thought the dad was just. You know, stressing out. I mean, he he like he, he made a decision in the first movie. I'm not going to spoil all of that, uh, but you know, he made a decision that kind of counteract to what happens in this movie. And I don't think I didn't think of what what Ryan's going to tell it. I didn't see it that way. But then when Ryan told me what he said, I'm like, well, damn, maybe he did. Um, but besides that, there are some scary spot scenes. There's a scene where um, the the little white girl wakes up. And she's not in the body anymore. Seems like she's in a dream world or in, in a, her soul, soul realm. And these demons are pulling her down. I was like, oh, Lordy, that's really creepy. So I thought that was pretty dope. I've never seen nothing like that. Um, it's a lot of hints to the original exorcism. Uh, exorcist. I saw that. I give it four brownie points. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Very unsettling. Very disturbing. I felt kind of way like I did hereditary. I was like, man, this is very disturbing. I felt bad for the two little girls. Um, 
couple of things I didn't think was necessary with the mom being there. And then of course at the end when they brung back, you know, whatever they brung back when I guess I said it now, but I didn't think that was necessary either, but um, yeah, much better than I thought it was going to be. I keep it a little shorter here. I give four brownie points. Exorcism uh, believer. I give it four brownie points. Okay. Tommy, you were at what? Three and a half. Yeah. All right. <coughs> All right. I'll, I'll give it a even three. So uh, it passed. If 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 I have to recommend it, I would recommend it to diehard horror fans mm-hmm. only. If if you if you want my opinion, I'll just say diehard horror fans. I think you will find this movie worth watching. I didn't think a uh, Exorcist movie there would be a sequel to the original was at, it was necessary, especially when uh, if you read movie news that. They pretty much flat out said this is a new trilogy that's coming out. If um, I I would I would bet bet you both money that at least eighty percent of the people we were in the movie theater with didn't know this this movie had two other sequels planned when they went and saw it. They just knew it was uh, supposed to be probably a new Exorcist movie that might be a sequel to the to the original, and they saw some previews online or some TV commercials and went out there to watch it. So I will say that by far the first hour of this movie was the better half for me. I, uh, I will say that I am extremely thankful that you guys invited me out. That was, I had, I had a fun time. Mm -hmm. I found myself uh, enjoying most of this movie and uh, yeah, it was good to talk to you guys afterwards and y'all was a great theater going experience. The sound design on this movie was awesome and uh, it definitely enhanced the experience. I will say shame on you uh, Regal for making us watch that in the theater with a damn square inside a rectangle. You know what, what the damn format is for that the aspect ratio for these damn movies are i was wondering if, if i was the only one to actually notice that not at all i'm sure i'm sure not at all not at all i, I hate when they do that that's what the imagine seeing the avengers for the first time in the theater and you had to look at the screen like that if if a movie's not gonna if the aspect ratio is not fit for a movie screen you better close the curtains or just expand it more so there's there's not a huge black bar on the right in the left. No, I didn't even notice that, it. It was, it was ridiculous. I, I at noticed, least darken that part out of the screen. I noticed one of the trailers up to the movie did that, and maybe I got lost after that, and I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it. It was a nitpick and uh, definitely a pet peeve of mine for sure. If, if the theater owners and employees are on their game, you should never see black bars at the top or bottom or to the left and right. That's usually reserved for... TV when you buy something on DVD and watch it in widescreen or something, but for the for the most part, I will say this movie was de- better than expected. And that first hour, the murder mystery or the the possible missing children aspect and the the mystery behind that was by far the strongest point of the movie for me. Uh, once you see what those little girls were up to in the woods mm-hmm. and how it led to that, I, I was hooked. I, I honestly was thinking this could be one of the best movies of the year for that first hour. And unfortunately, it was them trying to set up a franchise by bringing back the original actresses from the original and that whole plot line that really drug the movie down. 
they didn't want to go full throttle just because <clears> they wanted <throat> to say, hey, we got more coming and we like these characters. I understand you should absolutely love all your characters if you're making a damn movie. But some of these characters, even during when the exorcism actually start happening and one of the girls threatened, y'all are going to die tonight, every single one of you. That obviously didn't happen. I mm-hmm. think only one person died, and that was a, a damn good death. And <laughs> it was, what a, a shock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, unfortunately for a movie called The Exorcist, the exorcism side on itself was the least satisfying part of the movie. The exorcism scenes in itself were a huge, huge letdown. And there are a few different positives I do want to point out. I, I, I want to say the uh, the neighbor of the black father who... Uh, the, the woman. The yeah, woman, yeah. she did a great job. So, yeah, yeah when the, uh, when the uh, priest from the Roman Catholic Church was not allowed to take part in exorcism, him encouraging her to to take part. That was one of the best scenes of 2023 in movies. Yeah, I, that's why I, will, I can't give this movie negative review. There's a few, that first hour was was extremely solid, and what they were building up um, had me completely on board. But they did not want to, they did not want to go as dark as what they were hinting at mm. on that. Because um, let's let's just go ahead. I'm I, I got to get in spoiler territory. So um, any listeners to this podcast who have not seen the movie yet, I would say maybe cover your ears for maybe two or three minutes while we delve into this. And I just want to say the dynamic between the two families suffering with the daughters who were possessed by either the devil itself or a demon from the underworld that was great. I love the dynamic, but. They hinted at there was something dark going in on both sides of the family. With the white family, it seemed like something happened in that church that let the devil in or an evil spirit in. It it seemed like something happened in that church that they were in. Uh, I, I think either the dad or the mom even made a comment that I sent this girl out on a, on a church retreat. And I don't know what they did, but she hasn't been the same since. Hmm. They were hinting at stuff like that. Hmm. With the black father, um, I was shocked, you guys, uh, because yeah, on the surface, yeah, it looked like, yeah, this guy's a great dad. Yeah, he's cooking breakfast. Uh, he's he's pretty much being a, a a dad mom since his mother's not there. But there was something sinister going on that to me, which they were hinting at. I felt there was a um, a relationship that he had with the daughter. That was Un- unsettling. Very uns- yeah. yeah. I, I really feel that that the black to me it felt like the, the the father was having an intimate relationship with his daughter. He was uh doing he he was a pedophile. I don't know. What and I said then I'm gonna say now, I still don't get how you got to that one. One thing I will say before you go, I think maybe they wouldn't have done this because it would have that when they were possessed that's something the devil would pull against him. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. The devil going to get at your your deepest, deepest secret. And, because and, he, and he was yeah, pretty yeah. much an atheist on top of that. Okay. So because he didn't hit, believe. He yeah. was not a believer. Right. So, yeah, his defenses are a little bit weakened on that. Yeah. Um, Which could be good and bad because he's not a believer, so they have to, like, 
it's kind of harder to to get at him a little bit. You know what I mean? Because he's not a believer. He's not deeply religion religious. Because he said you hitting. That's like, how the devil gets to you easier. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. if you're not a believer, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that, that's, that's you're you're prime meat for the. You're easier to get at actually. If you if you don't believe in a higher power, then you're definitely. If you don't believe in God, you, then you obviously don't believe in the devil. So yeah. he, he can get in your system on that. And there were a couple things that, and if you want to see where I was coming from, there were just a couple of lines of dialogue that I think the filmmakers intentionally snuck in there um, just to underline what was actually going on. Um, before they, the black daughter went missing, he was kind of stressing, you better be home for dinner. Yeah. They hinted at, Hey, um, don't hang out with your friend. We should do what we usually do. He he made that comment to his daughter. Uh, I, I I don't I, the fact that they never showed him in another f- grown female relationship after his wife passed in the beginning was intentional. The fact that he was overly kissing on his daughter every when she was in a hospital bed. Uh, what they were hinting at when the possession first are happening, she was in a vulnerable position position in the bed and laying down they were just hinting at a lot of other stuff especially in contrast to the uh to the white family that had multiple children whatever happened to them it was their faith in the church something happened in that church they were at and i I felt that the movie dropped enough signs that that's why those two girls were friends and would even try to mess around with witchcraft in the woods is because they both had a dark past most if you to even go go out in the woods and try to, to summon spirits, yeah. you there's something else going on that would even want to make you channel that dark energy. Yeah, they made it something seem like goes the, on in your the white girl life. was on to something. But she, something bad happened to her yeah, in the church. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I really and, felt. And do you her, think that goes to as like the priest messing with kids? Usually, like yes. little boys, usually mess with little boys, right? But I mean, he could do stuff to girls too. Do you think that kind of goes to? The, the Catholic priests, a uh, Catholic church is having their hands dirty yes, too. Absolutely, okay, yeah, I felt they were hitting at that. Yeah, I don't think it, it was. I think it was very intentional <clears throat> that she was walking down that church aisle in the middle of a big congregation once that uh, full possession started taking place. Yeah. That that was that that was her side of the story. But it felt like the second half of the movie chickened out on everything I was just hinting at. They tr- they tried to lean more into. Oh, the dad, he's just not a believer in a higher power. So we're going to, he gets redeemed by, by actually seeing the devil. Now he believes in God. Now, now he's a believer. They try to lean on the religious side of things. Um, The, the other family, uh, it was, they hinted at something happening in that church. And I guess that because, now their faith is going to be shaken it's because the daughter apparently passed away. Yeah, she didn't make it. She yeah. didn't. She didn't yeah. make Which it. So now their faith settling again. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So why should the guy who didn't have faith in God before they got possessed? Right. Man. It, it leaned. It, that should have just been another underlying theme, and they sh- they didn't. They were too scared to go full throttle. And yes, the uh, the see, the crucifix scene with the original actress from the movie crucifix in the eye. Mm-hmm. Horrifying to watch. I would even say that um, the head turning around in this movie and what they did with the crucifix was more disturbing than what I saw in the original. Now, nothing beats that girl walking backwards down the stairs. So you think her masturbating with the crucifix is not 
is not as bad as what they did in this. That's pretty bad. <laughs> in the, that was pretty it, bad. It was yeah. bad, <laughs> but I. It was just the fact that um, it was a demon. It was happening. The demon was doing harm to the to the girl. Yeah, yeah. and then we saw that the girl um, made it back okay. Well, Seeing an old lady stabbed in the eye with a crucifix—that yeah, was, was one. Jacked that's up, something yeah. I wish I never. I will saw. say though, Reagan was sick a lot. She couldn't really get up. Right. These girls were moving around, walking around. You know what I mean? Like they made it seem like they were. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but in the original Exorcist, she was bedridden a lot. The only time she got up is when. <laughs> She was the devil. I mean, I guess. I don't know. And then them taking them out of the hospital to do an exorcism. They wouldn't let them leave to go do an exorcism. They're not going to just let them them do all this crazy shit. They're not going to just let them check them out of an insane asylum. You know what I mean? They're doing all this crazy shit. So I don't know. I, I That was a little far-fetched. But I feel like the original exorcist, she was bedridden. And these girls were up doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like she could really not really get up. Well, and, they did, be, and they did tie her to the bed. I did. I did. will say that they did tie her to the. This bed. This could just be evolution, you know. This steroids yeah. in the chicken. You know, these yeah. kids today is a little bit stronger than they were yeah. used to. So well, I don't want to chop it up to that. But yeah, I did see that. As far as like in the first one, it was a lot of stuff just going on, like in the bedroom, like yeah. always her in the bedroom, like mm-hmm. need the window open because it was you know, a little bit too hot or something like that. It, it was just like different things that was going on there that I mm-hmm. thought compared to the first one, I was like, okay, I kind of see where they're kind of evolving in this. Yeah, as far as like yeah. Ryan's angles, like I, I thought it was like very strategic that they had one family who didn't believe in, you know, God at all, as far as what happened to his wife. And then it was like a, an overcorrection of being like a total believer. Absolutely. A single parent point. household with one daughter compared to a married household who are full of believers with multiple children. The dynamic there was great. I would even say that the pacing yeah. in this uh, new Exorcist, the believer, the pacing in that first better, hour yeah. was better than the original. Yeah, that original took a while for sure. To get to for sure, it, I could. Yeah, if uh, yeah, if you introducing somebody to the original 1973 Exorcist, I guarantee that first thirty minutes I'm like this is supposed to be the scary. Yeah, come on, when when's something gonna happen? Right. Here? They're not used yeah, to Yeah, but at the same time, the way that, like I said, uh, outside the theater, the way that they kind of dropped that hint, like, oh, she was supposed to be baptized or something like that, but we wanted to wait till she was older so she knew that it was her decision so, to do it, saying, like, it was supposed to be done, like, a week ago, yeah. but we got put off or something like that. I was like, they were dropping hints that, because I always convenient. thought, like, in the movie, at least my opinion, the real target wasn't, like, the, the black girl. The real target was the white girl. That's how I felt. Really? Because... Turning somebody from a family who's not even a believer, that doesn't really feel like a win. Turning a family that's like heavily religious, like with the daughter, and then completely destroying that family and ruining them to where they're all like not really believers anymore based on what happened, that that feels like the real win. If it was me, that feels like it has more weight to it to to completely like a... like destroy this family and get like the white girl who who wasn't going to get baptized because he chose not to or something like that. That feel like that was a real battle to go mm-hmm. after her. The the black girl at that point was his collateral damage. The way that I saw it. Sorry, sorry. That's a that's why I like talking about movies mm-hmm. just uh, with other people. And glad you guys by my this because to hear the different interpretations. For me, it. Um, Felt like both families let the devil in and the devil took advantage of their daughters. And with the black 
the single black father who lost his wife in the opening sequence that I was already getting hints just when they were showing their everyday routine before he drops her off for school. I was just getting hints. And that's what, at that point I was thinking, maybe I'm looking too deep. It's not there. But remember he actually went to the homeless shelter and mm-hmm. uh, started questioning some homeless people. And the dude what, did, what, what, the, what the homeless people? He's like, he's Oh yeah. Some girls, yeah. They start crying out to mommy. Yeah. That, that if now just put and now made a sexual in the window. Absolutely. Kinda, yeah. Now keep now. Let's uh. just say which I might be wrong. Maybe I'm seeing something's not there. But let's just assume he is having a sexual relationship with his teenage daughter, and he's hearing homeless people saying, "Hey, yeah, that, that happens out here." Uh, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely, absolutely, it happens. Yeah, more than likely, if you haven't seen her in a day or two. Eh, Either me, my buddy over there, Somebody's or my friends, where I, where they're banging her. Yeah, we're banging your daughter her. right yeah, now. Yeah. That was a, uh, yeah, you let the devil in, buddy, because you're playing around doing that evil crap. You want to have a sexual relationship with your daughter? That's the devil mocking you. And I, I felt like the devil was trying to get at the, what the, the white family, what they allowed her daughter to go through at that church, and they probably knew something bad mm-hmm. and sinister was going on. They overlooked it. Just because they want to keep their social standing and good reputation with that church where right. other uh, neighborhoods and families they associate with go to. Huh. And so you're saying they were susceptible to being possessed. I felt both yeah. the, the families in, in both the adults in both families allowed this, allowed to, happen. this to happen to their children. And, huh. and it, it felt like they didn't. I felt like that's what they were hinting at. This was the equipped for me. It felt like. Uh, the Force Awakens. Sorry to bring stars up, but yeah, it was pretty much hinted that yeah, F F N two one eight seven Finn. Yeah, he's he's got the Force. He's gonna be a Jedi, and then nothing happens after that. They were. I felt like they chickened out just they because didn't continue, they didn't yeah. want to be that dark. They were saying, "Hey, that would I, be really dark." Hey, I, I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's where I felt I was going. I, I felt yeah. The director of this movie did those Halloween movies. Yeah, he went full throttle. There was some sick stuff in those movies, and. You know, too, with the dad, when he said he's an atheist or he wasn't a believer of God, didn't didn't the I, they never showed the relationship with the mom? So I guess I might be off base. You're talking about the wife that died, yeah, at the yeah, beginning? yeah. But if he he could be an atheist, but he could have originally been a believer because they, true, if they, you know, true. what I'm saying because if they never showed their relationship quite together, but if she was going to get her, she got her daughter blessed and. In the wound, right? I mean, she, yeah. I mean, basically. So that's why I was saying she that, was protected from right, right. evil so he, spirits. He would have to be on board with that kind of. That's not. That's a big thing you you talk to your spouse about. And if you're not a believer, you know, you we don't know his relationship with her, but you're not going to be like, yeah, I don't. That's not necessary. I don't want my child being blessed and baptized and all that stuff. If you're an atheist, you don't see any point to that, right? You know but the I mean? white family, they were they were hardcore believers. Yeah, but I yeah. Yeah, and I think, like you said, that something could have happened in inside that church or inside their homes. Something happened, and that's why the dad was like, oh, "Man, I'm paying for my sins right exactly, now. Exactly, I'm paying for my sins." And they so, never yeah. they and yeah. I, they didn't flat, which I appreciate. I, I do like, like I said, I like the subtleties of things. Mm-hmm. So I we didn't need a flashback scene to show exactly what they did to their daughters in the past that possibly brought the devil in. So he could have done some stuff too. Possibly. Because why is he paying or, for his sins? Yeah. Or, may, right. or maybe he knew something bad was happening to his daughter at that church, but he right. allowed it to happen. Right. 
Right. Possibly. But like I said, they just hinted at it. Yeah. I do get tired of the church angle. I feel like it's a little bit too cliche that the church is doing some dirty shit. It, it, it is. It, 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 that's part of the originality. And that's why I enjoyed that first hour because they did have it happening to a girl with the cliche with the Catholic churches. They molest boys. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think it's far fetched. Think bad stuff happens to girls in church as well. And they did. You, I think you could be on to something because they could have chicken out because the devil would have been all over that. All over that. All over that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That because they talk about the abortion. They talk about anything that you don't want brought to the light. You know, it's going to get in your head. The devil would have destroyed them with that. You could be right. And they just chicken out and they just switch. See, man, now you got me all confused. Yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> I got to watch it again. Yeah, now. Yeah. You saw the way the yeah. daughter was snuck up on them in the bathroom. So I'm going back to bed, daddy. You talk about when she was, possessed? Yeah, remember the lights, the yeah. lights when yeah. she was first getting possessed, those lights kept flickering. He was in there brushing his teeth. She just popped up in the bathroom, staring <laughs> at him. Next yeah. thing she was just like a girlfriend when your phone goes off. Exactly. Yeah. Like what? Like what you doing? Absolutely. Huh. I, I don't, yeah. It was creepy as hell. It was Very, creepy, it, that was a creepy scene. Yeah, you could tell they were going dark. And I thought it seemed like both parents for both households were paying for their sins in their children. But they didn't want to go full throttle with that. They put it back on the, if you have faith, God will defeat it. And they didn't, They which I'm glad they didn't just lay it flat out. But they did. They didn't stick the landing enough. Where I am looking forward to a sequel because they should have just they should have laid everything out in this first movie. And I really felt that the parents should have suffered for their sins as well. I feel like they're going to suffer if they're leading that into a sequel. I do see them laying the foundation or enough breadcrumbs of what's going to go on in the second one. Because right. I don't know if y'all got the subtle hint, but it looked like the the husband and the wife. It looked like they're getting ready to get divorced. Because yeah, he was sitting yeah. in that diner by himself mm-hmm. drinking coffee, and she shows up like they're getting ready to have, like have like True. a quick little right. lunch or whatever. It looks like that like that family was completely broken up, and I think they're going to decide to start going after the the brother and the sister after that. Well, well you know, also too, they could have just left them possessed because I don't know what we're going to do now. Now, who's else? Somebody else? The devil going to come back around again? You know what I mean? Like that's this is very very yeah. It, is, yeah. is the white girl gonna rise up out yeah, of the grave? Yeah, right, right, right. Like so how, we're gonna be a zombie movie. Yeah, for yeah. Season? What we're gonna do now? The Exorcist, the original, when they got to the Exorcist two, they dropped the ball big time. So I did, you know, terrible, we terrible, one of the worst out of the whole thing. So I maybe they could have just left them possessed and then left us like that, and we were oh shit, we gonna come back, and then now what, what we gonna do with these possessed girls now? You know, what I mean, the girl came back. The black girl came back. She was back to herself. Or, or is she really back to herself? Well, don't forget, Reagan came back, too. Yeah, Reagan did come back. So, I wouldn't trust Reagan's ass for nothing, but he, she did come back. She did come back. So we, we're going to see a blind 90-year-old <laughs> woman doing an exorcism. Like, you're not going to be alive. But um, and, yeah, we, and we've heard the horror stories of the emotional toll playing Reagan right. took on that actress. Obviously, she's had plastic surgery when she popped up at the end. Yeah, she looks old as she shit looks, too. They, yeah. Exactly. She was old as the mom. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Those two scenes, their characters, unfortunately, drug this movie down. Yeah. They could have just stuck with these two families of the possessed girls. I'd have been okay. We didn't even need to bring back the two actresses from the original. Every time they were, even though the, what's the ladies? Ellen Bernstein, I yeah. think her name yep. is. She's uh, She she did good work in there. I, it was just the material she was given. She was uh, a pretty much a MacGuffin. She was there to explain what the plot is. Um, 
And yeah, it was it all all the throwbacks to the original brought the movie down, and the actual exorcism scenes itself were a big letdown. Besides the the head getting turned around, I just I wish they would just kept going with that. Yes, we just saw this this Roman Catholic priest get his head snapped back the other direction. Well, he didn't want to come in in the first. Place. Yeah, he, he really we wanted, should, yeah. We, could, we should have got more than that. Yeah, it, we we should we should have at least seen a, one or two more characters get fucked up during that exorcism. It would have been way more satisfying. And don't get me started on the CGI smoke floating. They remember, oh, remember yeah, that? when they threw it in the fireplace. That was some of the and most with the, unnecessary. With the lady doing the exorcism, I don't know how that works. As, as I've seen plenty of horror movies. You have to be... I know she was a nun. Right. But I don't know if that qualifies her to do an exorcism. Because they make it seem like you have to be experienced with that. You know, I mean, like, right. and you know, I mean, you have well, to. She was like kind of sort of done. Like, she was right. getting ready to do it, but she didn't go all the way through it because right. of, I guess, what happened to her or something like that. So, so she didn't go all the way. Right, right. But I mean, like, for, like, I feel like that's a higher up thing to be challenging them with the words you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just read, okay, I'm going to read this exorcism. And because of these words say this, this is going to work. I feel like you need to be ordained or whatever it needs to be. I guess anybody can be ordained. That's, a good, that's yeah. a good point, Sean. And that's why I think her character was one of the better characters of, of this movie. And while I'll give it a passing grade, her character and her performance was freaking awesome. And I, I felt that was one of the stronger points just because she got the blessing from, she got the blessing from one okay. of the ordained yeah. nuns. Yeah. And he gave her permission to go in there, Hey, break the rules I can see you are strong with the faith. Mm. I got faith in you. You can do this. I, I, uh, as an audience member, that that was that was one of the better parts of the movie because it really hit home. This this says, hey, you don't have to be sitting up here next to the Pope in a Roman right, Catholic right. church to be one with God. Your everyday actions, your unbinding faith, what you do as as an average Joe, that makes you one with God, mm. and you can have power to beat the devil even if you're not a catholic priest that was good oh, yeah, and yeah. and the, the, at the end of the day that dude broke his own rules because he was uh too much in his ego he told her don't touch her whatever you do don't touch her what did he do he puts his hand on on both, both her heads. Head, yeah. that was a good that was good so well, i'll he kind of came in like all right this is over with i'm here now you yeah. know what i mean and they were like and what? of course yeah, yeah. my <laughs> favorite black dad movie history of course is the one who encouraged him to come in there well, yeah, you sitting out here to fight is inside. <laughs> exactly. You're inside. And I thought, I wish they would stick with that. That was obvious. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Sorry. sorry. I, I thought the voodoo lady did more because she had all those rituals that they were right. trapped in. She drew the circle around the chair. That was see, that's yeah. another good point. Yeah. Um seeing multiple religions join yeah. in to fight yeah. the devil. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Because who's to say somebody powerful is stuff. higher than the next religion? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So you using multiple stuff. religions to jump on their ass. And she had all, she was by the book. Like, you take this out there on the east side of the house, not the west, and do this with that water that it I was just, good. yeah, you yeah, know, that, I mean? it so, was great. Yeah, but the, that I, stuff was good. I, I kind of agree with you a little bit. I need to watch it again. But that's the part I usually get lost mm-hmm. in because they had enough on the black dad to go after his little, uh, I guess, it, I don't want to say dark side, but some of the, the, insecurities or whatever that he had, like the secrets that he had as far as like wanting to keep his wife instead of his child. Yeah. Like they were attacking that angle. I felt like there was something really going on with that church. They would have checked. They would have attacked that, uh, that pastor 
if there was something like fucked up going on, like oh you molest children, or something, yeah, like, they would have been. They would have there they at the exorcism. They yeah. would have went that. They would have went that angle as far as attacking him. That way, they could like slow him down if he was actually being effective in that whole fight. Right, because they got at the lady that you. They kept talking about her abortion. Like you let your child die. You know what I mean? And she like, like they, starts. They, they like, took her. Out. I mean, they hit her with her. Yeah, because if they yeah. have dirt on you, yeah. they use that against you. I feel yeah. like they had thrown that dirt on the pastor. I don't remember them saying anything about the husband or the wife. So that's why I can't quite wrap my mind around something mm-hmm. that was kind of fucked up with the family, other than the fact that they didn't have enough, I guess, foresight to baptize her, to protect her. But that they was it. didn't let the white possessed girl do a whole lot. They let the black girl kind of speak more. And I think if they would have let her attack them, maybe she would have said more. But I felt like she was speak. the black girl was speaking more about everything she was getting at people you know i i gotta see it again I, I just remember the black girl being a little more focused on the black girl and her saying a lot of the little secrets that people had you know yeah but i feel I like that wasn't a, there wasn't enough on the other family to yeah. make me care about her right. death no, no disrespect but when she when she left i was like yeah it was about time you was gonna go yeah <laughs> I, I knew you i knew you was dead like as soon as this movie started and that's unsettling because she didn't deserve Whatever happened to her, she didn't deserve to do that. And neither yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody does. deserved it. She woke up in that dream state, in that her soul was back in that little hole that they were in where they did the that little, little ritual, whatever yeah. the hell they were doing. And they start dragging her down, like, oh man, that hurt me. Like, man, that's just a young girl who didn't deserve to go like that, you know? So, so yeah. you think um, Ellen Bernstein and uh, the, the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girl who was in, from the from the original Exorcist movie, Linda Blair. Linda Blair, yeah. thank you. Um, are, are they going to try to bring her back from the underworld? Does who else knows that she's in the underworld besides Linda Blair and the old lady? Do, do they even know that? Because they they showed they showed her getting zipped up in the morgue. So they, she would they, be dead. dead. Yeah, she'd they, be dead. She went girl. to hell because she said. Now they one thing they did do in the trailer. She said, "I don't want to go to hell." She didn't say that in the movie. She didn't say that. It was in the trailer. Really? Yeah, in the trailer. You know, that's a good point, Sean, because yeah. I remember in one of the trailers, they showed uh, one of the girls eating pages out the Bible. I mm-hmm. didn't remember seeing that part. No, of the no. Either. She was one movie that, that trailer, one trailer said, she a couple of trailers, I don't want to go to hell, mama, please. And they didn't say anything about that. She just went to hell. Right. Like, now, what? they hinted that they've been to hell when they were talking about the burns on their feet. Remember, they were saying they were walking in hell. Yeah, one of the yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. So they hinted that, yeah, that's why they're possessed because their spirits actually did go to hell. That's dope. I didn't. I forgot about. It. They said that they went to hell. They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's when I was fully on board. Like this movie is nuts. And yeah. keep in mind, I was out with the week I had prior to that. I needed something uplifting. I, <laughs> I wish so I would. Huh? I wish we were going to see Strays that night. <laughs> but uh, I, it was so well made and intriguing. I, I was hooked. I, I just wished the the second half of the movie. And them trying to set things up for a sequel is when it went off the rails. Uh, that's why I got. I would say horror fans, it's it's great. I don't think this is. I don't think this is going to convert anybody. So if you're somebody who's not a horror, mm-hmm. a horror, a huge horror fan, and kind of stay away from movies like it, this isn't going to convert you at all. You're, you're going to think this is exploitive trash. And if you're a religious type who even stays away from this, this is just, in my opinion gonna reinforce that sentiment that yeah there's no reason to watch this mm. but i i can see some i can see hardcore churchgoers who try to stay away from already yeah. horror stuff they'll vouch for the original exorcist and say okay this is a classic mm-hmm. so i just think there's a better way of mixing religion 
and horror in a movie, especially when we're dealing with possessed spirits and whatnot. There was some really, really good stuff in that first hour. And parents' worst nightmare is having your kids going going missing, missing. for three days. Yeah, that, yeah I, I felt that was that, creepy. That, that yeah. was creepy enough as it is. And, yeah. and as soon as uh, Ellen Bernstein came in with her character, I felt the movie went downhill after that. Even though I can see it, yeah. I, I the act the the crucifix to the eyes that was disturbing. That's that was awful, shocking, and awful to watch. And I thought we were gonna. I, at that point in the movie, I thought we are going to see <laughs> so, a horror. I, th- I was thinking classic, this yeah. might be one of the best horror movies ever made. One of the best movies of 2023. Mm-hmm. It went so downhill after that that I can only give it three stars. But I still think it's worth watching. Absolutely worth watching. Yeah. Any other new releases that we got to get to? Or is that it for us this week? I'll say every day. I want to talk about Sound of Freedom. Uh, with, oh, you watch it? I did. I did. I'll have. I'll save my opinion for that. Try to check out the uh, Benicio del Toro movie on Netflix, Reptile. I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I want to talk about that next week. Okay, um, we can save that for next week. Yes, please. Because there's not going to be a lot of new movies. No, no new releases coming out in the next next couple weeks. Y'all ain't going to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift Heck this no. weekend. <laughs> the fuck? That's like the dumbest thing you said on this podcast. I'm I heard some of, dumb shit. I'm sick of Taylor. Swift. As a single guy, well, she fucking up football for me. <laughs> if I see her on another topic on ESPN one more damn time, I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift at a football game. Oh, oh she didn't show up to the fight. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> so what? I think Travis Kelsey's trying to beat Will Chamberlain and banging girls out here. So I, yeah, I, I don't think we'll be hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey by the season's end. Okay, that's fine. It ain't going to hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> not, at, not at all. I'm not going to see that concert movie. I don't care about her at a football game. So, yeah, God bless, you know, talented singer, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not interested in her at NFL games anymore. So we can get past that. But if y'all do have a moment, I did like the little questions that I posted to y'all a few episodes ago. Okay. So I had some carryover ones that I wanted to ask, but I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for another time to ask. And I think this is probably. The best time to start oh, asking damn. this one right here. So, if y'all don't mind, can I just get started with this one? Ryan and Sean. I'm going to leave my one out of this one because I have a fear that I have a long list of names that's going to go with this one. But who do y'all feel is the most overrated actor or actress? Damn. Most overrated actor hmm. or actress. Most overrated. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let me think. Let me give me a second. If something doesn't pop into your head right away, that means good. That means you you don't yeah. have like a biasness against like one particular I don't really actor or actor. Um, overrated. Like somebody you feel like he gets more opportunities than most, and they don't deserve them, or somebody who just they're like Ryan says they're forcing it down our throat trying mm-hmm. to make somebody a star. Well, I definitely feel that's the case with um, you. Gonna say Sam Worthington, no, Jai Courtney. Courtney. Yeah, we heard Courtney. that plenty yes. of times. Yeah. Jay Courtney. Let me yeah. let me see if there's somebody who's still getting leading roles though. That don't really deserve. They don't really yeah. deserve that. Huh. That is a good question. I don't want to say don't deserve, but I thought Gabrielle Union was up there for me for quite a I bit. I can't. I'm not a fan of her. She's just not a not, but, not a great actress. But then mm-hmm. again, she's in so many other projects. I'm like, man, why the hell does she keep getting work? <laughs> like none of her shit like really blew my socks off at mm. all. But she's just like she's pretty to look. I feel like she's just a pretty face, and she just kind of keeps getting work because you know it's that strip scene in that Jet Li Jason, not the one Jet Li and Jason Statham made it. Cradle to the grave. Cradle to the grave. Remember oh, she did yeah. that stripper scene. 
Uh, um, and because uh, a lot of people like that cheerleading movie on top of that. Oh, that was uh, a long time yeah. ago. Uh, people love that cheerleading movie. For yeah. sure. Um, damn, Tommy, you got me stunk I here. Cause I'm, this is one of those ones I'm going to be mad I didn't mention them because I, I know I have some overrated actors. I do too, but I can't think of that. I really don't look at a lot of stuff like that. I mean... I could, I could say I will say, I, and believe me, you guys are not going to like me for this. Okay. She's fine as hell. And, yes, we need to pray for Israel and Palestine. Gal Gadot is a terrible actress. A terrible yeah. actress. And uh, yeah. she's Damn. she's super attractive. She is. And I thought uh, she's, she's a Wonder Woman. She, yeah. she, she, she looked good in that Wonder Woman outfit. But if it wasn't for that blue-eyed co-actor she had, that movie would have been a lot worse. Oh, you like Chris, Chris Pine? Pine? Chris yeah. Pine yeah. did a kick-ass job. Yeah, he's a way better actor than she is. She She's going to keep getting roles just because of Wonder Woman, but she is not a good actress. I, I hate it, and I'm sorry. I fire, If you listen to this Gal Gadot, <laughs> I'm sorry. You are wife material. You are that fine, and I can tell you put a lot of hard work in for that role. But modeling is where your forte is. Acting is not. I got one, and I, I'm just tired of seeing him. Vin Diesel. I'm tired of seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, that was that was kind yeah. of a bold one right yeah, there. I, I was like, this. Does he want to piss off the Fast and Furious right. fan base? Fast and Furious has taken him down this road. I mean, he's done a couple decent movies that I could say, but. This Fast and Furious, this is it. I mean, this is all I know him as. I know he was And we're in, talking about being an actual actor. A- actor, yeah. This is just, he's not really doing a whole lot of acting. It's just, he does he's kind of dry, you know what I mean? Like he's not doing a whole lot to me. There's no substance behind it, you know. I guess the movie has no substance. Any of these movies. And I'm not a fan of maybe one or two I thought was pretty good. The re- I mean not one or two, like literally the first or second one. I mean the first one, yeah. And I would say I my next favorite was Hobbs and Shaw. Wouldn't he? Wasn't even in that one. So um, I, I guess maybe me just being tired of seeing him with these damn Fast and the Furious. He's a terrible actor. Yeah, actually. yeah. In the right role, I think he can be awesome. I mean, uh, Pitch Black was great. Um, <laughs> I like his character in the earlier Fast and the Furious. I do think his ego got the best of him. Um, and what's the movie he made with old old boy from uh, Menace to Society, where uh, they're Oh, a man cartoons. apart. A man apart. I thought he did. I great knew that right there. away. So as you said it. I'm glad you said. Lorenz yeah. Tate. Lorenz Tate. Thank you, Tom. Yes, I thought he did good work in there with the right material. Yeah, Vin Diesel can do good work with the right material, but he's. I making... don't think he does that anymore, though. I nah, think he just man. found like his lane. Yep. No pun intended. Far as Fast and Furious, <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna ride this one literally to the wheel falls off. Yeah. Pun intended on that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, that's Hall of Fame material right there. <laughs> then, like, once you find, like, a nice, cushy, like, franchise that keeps you getting paid, like, that's that's all you really look forward to. Like, you do it, like, once every couple of years, put this shit out, man, and you just go home and collect your money. I think once he got into that executive producer, like, role, he's like, he has every right to mail it in. If you want to do that, that's totally fine. That's totally up to you, and it's up to us to go and see your movies. But I just think he just got too popular. It's a little bit too fast for us, and I just think that he just mails it in for all those. That wasn't even a punt. Damn, I'm on a roll. <laughs> he, he just, I, I just, I just, I, just, I wish he'd take on more projects because we he does become like a serious actor. I think he is pretty good. I thought Boiler Room was pretty good. 
an earlier uh, That's another good one, yes, absolutely. And that, he did make one that last Witch Hunter that I thought was decent, but he was still Vin Diesel from just, you know, saying different things. He doesn't have a lot of... It's kind of like how yeah, Denzel yeah. is, like he's Denzel in yeah, every movie. Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel in every movie. He's got that same tone. There's no goofiness, you know, no charisma like The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not there, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rock made Two Fairy, Vin Diesel made Pacifier. Yeah. They got they're they gonna make their corny ass <laughs> yeah, movies and yeah, get their money. Sure. All right, now this next one is gonna be a little bit more of a challenge. So really think about this that one. Before already you hard enough, yeah. Name an actor or an actress who should have been a bigger star than what they are. Should have been a bigger star than what they are. My my initial answer when I first asked myself this was Justin Long. Really? The Jeepers Creeper dude? Jeepers Creepers dude. Because I thought Uh after he did that, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Why can't I think about that? Why can't I think about that? The the Die Hard movie with Bruce Willis, it felt like they were setting him up to kind of give him an alley-oop to go in to do bigger roles, solo roles. And I feel like for whatever reason, he just couldn't find the right project to kind of get like a little bit more of a lift off on his career. And I felt like he just kept falling by the wayside, just doing like small like uh, roles, independent projects, and I feel like he—I felt he should have been a bigger star than what he was. Uh, this is—I could go on all day. Now I got at least—I didn't see yeah. that coming, but yeah. I would say that Justin Long, his—he's always going to be typecast as the nerdy outcast. He's—he's—I know—I know he his capabilities as an actor probably yeah. is more than that. Yeah. But whenever somebody needs a, a nerdy computer geek. He does look character. Like that. Yeah. His name is always gonna be first on the list. He if did. if you need a leading romantic role, yeah, they're gonna yeah, of course they're gonna go Leonardo DiCaprio or some yeah. Channing Tatum or something. Justin Long's never gonna be the heartthrob leading man character. He but did. he will always find his lane playing yeah. a supporting he role. He did play asshole in that barbarian. He did great yeah. in Barbarian, yeah. yeah. One of the most unlikable characters. You ever seen Barbarian? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Highly recommend uh, That's a good horror that, movie. That was. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so it took me by surprise. Got Bill Skarsgård in it too. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say one. Maybe guys might not agree. What about Chris Tucker? You think that's he, a good one? Okay, that's that's a, that's, real, that's good a real good one. Yeah, because after Rush Hour, it was just off, and after that was after Rush Hour two, uh, and it just fell off after that. That is a great yeah. pick, Sean. Yeah, yeah, I think I, saw I think the money him. probably messed him up. Yeah, he had tax issues, you know, uh, but I feel like he. When he went away from the Chris Tucker that we knew from Friday, I felt like he just wasn't the same. Yeah, you know, when he got saved. Yeah, and then he was not cursing anymore, which is okay. But it took away uh, from you that's know it's okay, okay with their you know choices in life. But it's it cool just, if you want to be Sinbad, yeah. but we always knew Sinbad to be <clears throat> Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad started off like that. Chris Tucker Chris wasn't Tucker. like that. In uh, uh, what's the HBO comedy? Uh, he couldn't do Def Jam now. Yeah, he can't do Def Jam. They would boo the hell out of Chris Tucker. You know, F- and even Wait, the, why, even why, his why recent stand up that he did on Netflix, I thought that stand up huh? was fucking trash. Really? I did not like it's, that because all was he, decent. I wasn't no more. Right, I challenge y'all. I challenge y'all on this one. <laughs> Look up a Chris Tucker interview and try to find an interview where he isn't talk about Jackie Chan or fucking Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's he did, all he, he talks did, about. He, he loves them. Michael he, Jackson, he, yeah. he loves Michael Jackson. Yeah, which is, sure. I like. 
we, I like him for that. Yeah, sure. If yeah. Michael Jackson was my friend, I would probably talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it in every goddamn interview. Yeah, and he used a lot in his comedy special. Michael he Jackson. Does. Yeah, I, don't I went th- to I don't China think he was to go see Chris. Like I went to go China to see Jackie Chan. I was like, man, we don't give a fuck. So what? Like, make me laugh by doing something else. If you're just living off the reputation of being like friends with these mm-hmm. big stars, and that's all you are, you have no substance to what you're doing now. Um, I, I feel. I think with Chris Tucker, I'm a vouch for him. Fame is not cut off for everybody. You can tell he enjoys being entertainer, making people laugh, getting big paychecks for acting roles. But I, you can, some people just don't like. You can tell Chris Tucker's one of the people. Fame is not for him. He likes being anonymous. He he likes to say, "Oh, I forgot to get bananas and grapes at the grocery store." Um, but I don't want everybody staring at me when I this is what I want to go out grocery shopping. Chris Tucker, you can tell that spotlight got to him a little bit. And um, God bless him, he didn't go greedy because he could have took shitty roles to get those big paychecks at the rush hour. He just kind of dis- disappeared a little bit. I think he thought he needed those type of roles. Though. I don't he know. Had to F- have that Fifth 20. Element wasn't a good role for me. I liked him in Fifth Element. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I liked him. But yeah. um, now you always talk about like putting black man in a dress. That was yeah. pretty fucking close, right? That right was, there. Yeah, um, he was yeah, really towing the he, line. He played that well, but this wasn't that wasn't Rush Hour yet, right? That came up before Rush Hour. No, right? he was. Yeah. He was absolutely one of my top five most annoying cinema characters ever. I think I enjoyed it because of uh, that ass. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Man, I like that. I, I, that uh, was I the did, point. He yeah. was supposed to be an annoying media personality. It don't mean I gotta yes. like him. No, no, no. But, I, I think he was he was intentionally set up to be unlikable in that. I, his character was not supposed to be like. Yeah, he's supposed to be comic relief, obviously. Opposite of Bruce Willis, Bruce, Bruce is all stern and shit. And here he come with this annoying, yeah, I, flamboyant. I hate Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, I, yeah, hate I don't like Ryan Seacrest either. I hate him. He was yeah. That's what he was supposed to be in that movie. <laughs> a, a gay Ryan Seacrest or bisexual, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like Chris Tucker. He, he could have took more movies, and it didn't have to be Rush Hour. And he just fell off. He just never really got to that. High level. It was you know, okay, he could yeah, have been on yeah. Will Smith and Tom Cruise and, because he is funny and he's a good actor too. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah absolutely. Action star. You put him as an action star. He could have his own. I mean, he had Money Talks. Money Talks. Yeah. He was great in Dead yeah. Presidents. Dead Presidents. He, but he, he, was, he can do good drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he even said, which I think that stand up you were mentioning, Tommy, is way funnier than It's funny, for. but it's not the Def Jam funny that he used to be. It's not, but yeah. he's been out the game for a while. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't that good. But I will say, yeah, one of the funniest parts of that is when he said he told his family how much he made off of Rush Hour 2. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they all quit their jobs and start doing the <laughs> We Rich dance. I would yeah. never tell my family how much I made. <laughs> that was one of the oh, funniest things. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm rich. Not your y'all, man. yeah, y'all better go ask for your damn jobs back. And and just him hinting at him not knowing what to do with that first twenty million dollar paycheck. Him saying, "Yeah, I went and bought a house right next to the house I owned. I was my own next yeah. door neighbor." Now, and that, and he could, <laughs> that is that was hilarious to me. Him and Jackie okay. Chan is a nice duo. I saw something with Jackie Chan, which I thought was kind of weird. He said he's not leaving anything to his kids when he dies. That they smart. Have, they have to make their own money. This dude's super He's wealthy. not the first rich guy who said like, that. I was like, well, damn. You know, like, I understand you want your kids to pave their own path. But damn, man, you can't take the money with you, Jackie Chan. What you going to do? So apparently, I guess he's going to give it to a charity. Now, we don't know what's going on. We even right. heard uh, one of my crushes, Michelle Yo, uh, interview resurfaced of her saying that uh, he was a self-righteous pig. 
He's a male chauvinist pig. Jackie Chan? Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Wow. So he's somebody who thinks, yeah, I'm a man, you're a woman, I'm above you. Right. You man is better than place. woman. Stay yeah. in your place. So who knows what's going on with his baby mom or mamas that might have brought some animosity. Right. Um, what I see on screen, he seems like a good guy. I, if 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 he was quoted saying that coming out of a bar at 2 a.m. in the morning right. drunk, yeah. I'm not going to hold him against him. People are allowed to say stupid things. You can do what you want. And who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. how he was feeling that yeah. day. Yeah. His, Maybe he, it's not stupid to him. Maybe he really believes it. And that's, a, true. that's how he true. feels. Like Sean Connery said. Like a, a woman deserves a slap every once in a while. Like, all right, that's how you. Like, that's how you feel. Yeah. All right, all right, play it. Do, do what you yeah. want to do. That's your relationship. And and it, like you said, he is paving his own way. You know, the kids need to pave their own way. They're never going to be him. So yeah. I think the greatest thing that he's given them is their name. Sometimes you can make it in this industry just being related to somebody. Very true. Your boy, that's how your boy uh, Nicholas Cage got. John, I don't think John David Washington needed Denzel's money to have his talent that he embedded in him with the DNA. Yeah, no. he was a football player at first. He really, he played in the NFL. Did not know that he was NFL running back at one point. Yeah, but just, yeah, just leaving him money. I don't think that does anything for anybody all the time. Yeah, like sometimes just leaving him some talent, and just and sometimes sometimes people just need an opportunity. Well, you know, your like, name alone can give you an opportunity that most people don't get at yeah. all. Nepotism is still a powerful thing. I feel big like, time. and that's your family values. Like my family, we hit it big. Everybody hits it big. You know what I mean? And my dad, you know, I don't know what he that's got. That's why going to casino so right, much. Right, I know. But he would leave us money. He would just, he's, him and my mom always had made a plan that I'm the, you know, I'm going to say all the business, but I'm their beneficiary. They already told me, you know what I mean? We're going to leave everything to you. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to be right at the casino. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying though, <laughs> but I know, but I mean like they just, and, you know, that's our family values. Maybe Jackie Chan don't have that because he probably didn't have that growing up. He started from scratch, I'm sure. You know, and uh, to be fair, yeah. we have no idea how his kids are. Right? They maybe they've been assholes. Maybe yeah. they've been mooching off him all his life, and right. he out here breaking bones, putting his body at risk yeah. all this time. Yeah. And maybe right. he doesn't want to give them anything to or they, to tarnish his legacy yeah, by just be assholes. Very good point. He could have burned some bridges too. Like, all right, that's enough with you. You know, I mean, you already. You know, I already gave you what I could, and you still aren't doing nothing for yourself. You know, so maybe that I don't know, but I thought that was kind of crazy. But yeah, no, I, I gave it Chris Tucker. I feel like Chris Tucker could have got bigger than he was. He is still a big actor, but I feel like he could have been on that top tier, top tier level. So that's like cool. he's resorted yeah, to doing cool. like small projects, but yeah. I still feel like yeah, I, I agree with you. He could have had a much bigger career. I feel like he could have been going down that Eddie Murphy route yeah. if things would have went a little bit differently for him. Ryan, do you have an answer for this one? Or did you uh, answer already and I missed it? I'm a, I was going through a list and I, I just want to, just because uh, whatever, I know I have a history of saying some pretty crazy things on the show. Yeah, you do. So just to let you guys know that I love everybody, I'm going to give a shout out to two of my favorite white female actresses of the 90s. Alicia Silverstone, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I thought they would be on the Hollywood A-list. I really felt they would. Hollywood just uh, wasn't for them either. Uh, these guys pretty much still live in modest homes after their big paychecks. They didn't want to go the um, Angelina Jolie, uh, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Lawrence route. They didn't want to be on that A-list because it wasn't for them, even though they got there at in their 20s. And they kind of disappeared. I, yeah, I thought we'd still be talking about... Um, as a matter of fact, let me put Jennifer Love Hewitt in there also. Yeah, she fell off too. Jeff yeah. Love Hewitt. Yeah. Nev, Nev Campbell in that category. Mm-hmm. 
You, I don't want to do that to Dev Campbell. She still has her legacy thing going right now. Do with you the, think it just because it was horror movies though? Horror movies they don't have like a big budget. They don't have like a big cast. You know, I mean, they do sometimes. Well, it can but, lead you to stardom. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis been working for thirty years. And Michael Myers. She owed that sure. to him and Michael. Myers. Her and Michael Myers are synonymous. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah oh, can, shit, while I'm thinking about it, can I add a name to uh, overrated actor or actresses? Of course. Jennifer Anderson. Ah. No. She's very overrated. I don't think so. Um, she's fine as hell, but her acting is very is subpar at best. She, I think she's, she's funny. funny. Yeah, she's yeah. very funny to me. And she can't be funny, but those murder mystery movies, I, I wasn't too impressed with her. I can see that. I and I haven't watched them. an episode of Friends, so I can't grade her on that no. scale. That's just... This is a realm that I'm not going to get into. I want to piss off the white fan base. Oh, sorry. I popped in my head. Can I say it real quick? Go ahead. Tommy? Okay. So uh, you guys have all seen Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Of course. Remember Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, and Joe Pesci. Who uh-huh. They all work for the fat guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul yeah, Serino. Paulie, Paul, Paul, Paulie, yeah. Paul, yeah, his running is Paul Serino. His daughter. Oh, I know you're talking about from the replacement killers. Exactly. And Mimic. Uh, what is that? Mira Sorvino. Mira, Mira Sorvino. Sorvino. I yeah. thought she would be on the A-list too. Yeah. I remember that. Sha- name, yeah, yeah, these yeah. white actresses disappear sometimes. I'm telling you. <laughs> that, yeah, they got it hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> black actresses, yeah, they they absolutely have it bad. I mean, I could, I'll, I'll throw my my lovely Teresa Randall on that list. You guys probably say, oh, Teresa Randall, she was in Space Jam. Mm. And uh, bad boys, yeah, girl I, six. I never felt like she was had any <laughs> uh, kind of trajectory like that, though. God, what was that one movie with uh, with uh, Wesley Snipes? Was that Sugar Hill? Sugar Hill, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm still mad about that light skin guy beating her ass. Mm. That's not our light skin hero, Tommy. <laughs> that man is not <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he took him off the light skin. <laughs> All right, my baby, how you hit my baby like that? Oh, my god. Right. Yeah, she's in the alley in Malcolm X now. <laughs> but she, uh, she played a great character in that. All right. Now, Ryan, you already answered this question, so I already knew what your answer to this one. So <laughs> I answered this one to Sean. The best movie plot twist. Wait, what was best? my answer? Your answer was, uh, damn it, we just talked about it in this episode. Yeah, you said it was something. I can't remember what you was said. it Old Boy? I thought you said it was. I, oh, uh, yep, I did. I said that. That's okay. one of them. The best movie plot. Fight plot Club's on that list also. Fight Club's mm-hmm. on that well, list. Well, I didn't see that coming. I'm going to either go Six Sense. Ooh, nice one. Or Shutter Island. Two good ones. Yeah. Two good ones. I would say Six Sense because I did not see that at all. I thought Bruce Willis was with him the whole time just walking around. And, and, then, and then when they finally put it in perspective and I look back, like, oh, my God, did I not see this? I'm going to go Sixth Sense is one that I have to say that's probably something that took me by surprise and not see Bruce Willis being dead the whole time. Tommy, I want to hear your opinion, but I got one that's number <laughs> one for me also that I didn't have mentioned yet. I got mine. I got mine. Sixth Sense was probably going to be my answer. That one, really? fucked, that one fucked me up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> see, I love that movie, but... That is one of the movies that I I guessed, and Unbreakable is a very close second. You guessed that he was I, dead. I guess it. Yeah, my friend Brandon Jones, my my best one of my best friends growing up. BJ, he lives in Houston, Texas now. I saw that movie with him. I'm telling you, 30, 45 minutes in, it's like Bruce Willis dead, man. He's like, what? How the hell? Because he had seen it before me. How the? It was just. I think it was because the hype of. You will never guess this ending, this twist ending. 
it, that's what made me piece it together a lot faster. And usually I don't see those twists coming, including one another movie, which I think does have my favorite twist ending. I was told it had a twist ending, and I still didn't see it coming. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you guys got any more to name, um, mine is Usual Suspects for me. Did you guys see Usual Suspects is always a classic mm-hmm. one. Usual Suspects, I didn't see that coming. That's my favorite twist ending of all time. If you ask me, the usual suspects. I feel like it's gonna pop into my my head later after the podcast. I'm like, man, I should have said that. But yeah, yeah. Six Sense was the first one that popped into my head. Mine that, too. That yeah. one really did fuck me up. I watched it with my parents. We were all stunned. Like Bruce Willis is dead. What? I cause I cause cause he was just out in the daytime walking around. And I thought other people had seen him. I felt like and when when you look back, he never really had a conversation. But anybody but the little boy, right? right? It was yeah. it was yeah. interaction with with his wife that led me to it. And then when they start showing what the little boy was seeing, that's that's what it just it just clicked. When I saw his wife really not responding to him, they made it seem like okay, they're in the middle of splitting up. They kind of hinted <clears> at that. It just clicked for me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, honestly, I would have not even been expecting that if there. I didn't. See, I probably saw it the second or third week it was out, and the buzz was already around us at that point. Oh, okay, so I was ex- I was. Expecting something. Yeah, usually I don't go into movies thinking, okay, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. So you was kind of already kind of expecting this or digging into it? Yeah. I I knew there was a big mystery surrounding it. Uh, Yeah, I did did not know what it was. But I'm telling you, my friend BJ, Brandon Jones, he will vouch. I'm one of the few people that guess that. And I still vouch for that movie. That movie is one of the best movies of all time. Six Sense is awesome. I still enjoyed it, even though. I saw, I saw that. I did see that one coming. Whenever I speak to my parents and I and I kind of like stutter or I say something, stuttering Stanley. <laughs> I was like, man, you're That's crazy. pretty mean. That's pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, when your parents become bullies. Yeah, so. they're just funny, man. They got a sense. My, especially my mom. My mom got a big sense of humor. Now, we weren't alive for this, though. Um, apparently, there was a pretty big deal when people found out that uh, Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad. It seems like yeah. pretty common knowledge. That's right. They would have probably been shocked. That was shit, a man. huge deal yeah. back then. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big deal. Uh, but yeah, Usual Suspects is my pick. Uh, yeah, good good question, Tom. Good question. All right, next question: Greatest action scene. Damn, that's a pretty big list. Okay, so let me just start naming <laughs> off the top of my head, and we'll and maybe we can see if we agree. Dark Knight, the one with Heath Ledger. Um, that when which scene are you talking about? The chase scene where the Joker, where he's on the bat bike. Yes, on the train when the semi he flipped the semi. Flipped the semi. Yeah. Yes, that is one of the best action scenes, of, and it happened right in the middle of the movie. I'm gonna say that's when I realized yeah. I was seeing one of the best movies of all time. When I saw the Joker open that semi door. Mm-hmm. And he had the S spray paint on the trunk, so he turned laughter is the best message into slaughter. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, then him shooting the rocket launcher at the Batmobile, the Batmobile turning into the Bat bike. That, that, that's, that's absolutely one of the best action scenes. Uh, I would say Mad Max Fury Road. That movie has a lot of great action scenes. Oh, when they go to those little, uh, what is it, those tornadoes or whatever? That that was that was awesome for me. It was You're talking the, about the end when they swinging back and forth. That was awesome as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That was awesome for me. It, it was um, with the people on the <laughs> motorcycles when um, they're supposed to exchange oil, 
And and, and oh yeah 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 yeah. For me, that was that, that was the best action scene in the movie. That that that's up there. Um, oh, Terminator Two at the end. Which the end Term- is the best for you? Yeah, Terminator Two. Terminator Two. For you me, put- it was the scene at uh, Cyberdyne. Oh, Cyberdyne too. Yeah, I could put that there too. That was pretty. That, dope. That was, You're putting that, that over good. the. Uh, the oh. mall fight and motorcycle chase? That one was pretty intense. Yeah, okay, was that good. was a good one. That feel, whole damn movie has a lot of yeah, yeah, scenes yeah, in it, so it's hard to narrow oh, down yeah. one for me. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Sean? Another Ray has to be in here. Oh, Ray, another yeah. good one for me is, uh, y'all remember the first Kingsman movie where they had like that big fight at the church? That was sweet. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was sweet. a pretty fucking good one right there. That was like one of those, I was like holding my breath watching it. I was like, "Holy shit, man! That scene is really fucking good." And it kind of—they try to play it like it was like a like a single track and shot, even though I re- I know it really isn't. But the way they cut and edited that one, it looked pretty damn good. It looked pretty damn good. I thought that was very fucking impressive. I guess another one is like the Matrix, instead of the classic one for me, the first Matrix, like uh, where they're fighting on top of the the buildings and they cursing you like the bullet time scene. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. That That's was a classic awesome. one right there. Absolutely. And I do, um, and I do like the highway chase scene in the second one. That one, I I, I, I literally skip that movie and watch that one all the time. When they get into the cars and they start riding on the freeway, I was like, all right, this might be the best action scene I've seen in the past twenty years. This shit is fucking excellent. And, 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 and excellent, excellent. Uh, I got to put the boat chase at the end, the face off on on that list. I will say um, Nicholas Cage chasing Sean Connery in The Rock when when mm-hmm. uh, Sean Connery had the Hummer. Um, and Nicolas Cage had the Ferrari. That was pretty damn sweet. Uh, you guys still haven't seen Hard Boiled uh, with the 20-minute tracking shot where people are getting their chest blown out with shotguns, and the camera follows them up in the elevator. Um, Hard Boiled Hospital scene is on that list. Trust me, when you guys see it, you'll understand. Hard Boiled Chalian Fat Hospital scene. It is absolutely insane. Um, let's see. No, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think of movies that... There's a lot. Um, a whole lot. The intro, the first uh, 15 minutes of Blade has to go on that list. That's great. I was going to say Blade, the first 15 and the last, when he gets his glasses and he's frost. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah, that's He can even throw Blade 2 on there and he... is about to die and he hops up out that pool of blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. He starts getting those, uh, electric, uh, oh, he night sticks. Yeah. Can you blush? Yeah, yeah, great. Like, get in there. Get your ass whooped. You suplex somebody. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. yeah he yeah. suplex somebody. So, yeah, yeah. That was, that was fucking sweet. Yeah, that was Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. That was sweet. Um, I, I do think the creme de la creme, Sean, that, kitchen fight in the raid too i don't i think that might be the best now a lot of people have seen it they haven't um that car chase scene in that movie has to go on that list when he's in the back seat trying to get out oh my gosh yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah dude kicks the window out and he scrapes his leg (laughs) that was was great yeah yeah oh some good ones some good ones good stuff yeah good good question yeah death star battle in uh what sean tommy Death Star battle in Star Wars. Death Star battle at the end of Return of the Jedi with Lando Calrissian. Which one's better? Now that's a hard question for you. Just the original New Hope. You mean? Yep. Yep. Ooh, I can. Or, ne- I can never pick one. I'm out of this one. I, I, I'm gonna go Return of the Jedi. I don't blame me. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I, I would. I'll probably give the nod to New Hope, but that is a tough one because that Return of the Jedi battle 
is awesome. It, 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 it's got the with, fish guy in the pilot right. seat. Right. Oh, shit. And the gravity of it, too. You know, what was they, they end up defeating the Empire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People uh, doing kamikaze stuff. Yeah. Falcons <laughs> flying in the ships. Yeah, yeah. That, that was great. Yeah. Intense. All right. Next one. Best courtroom movie. You already know what that is. I'm not going to disrespect. Uh, what are you going to say, Philadelphia? 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Finally. Fuck yeah. On the same fucking and, and don't sleep. Did you ever see the remake that had uh, oh, uh, John Lemon in it? I did see that one. I, HBO movie? It's still pretty good. I still prefer the original one, the black and white one. For sure. And uh, yeah, that's absolutely. I, if When you're delving into old cinema and you're skeptical about watching a black and white movie all the way through, 12 Angry Men is neat is must watch. If you're serious about looking at film as in a career in any capacity, being an actor or behind the scenes, 12 Angry Men needs to be on your must watch list. All right. And that will make a grown man. Sean, what you got? I was going to say, is it a time to kill? What's the movie with Matthew McConaughey? That's a time to kill time Samuel to kill. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson. They were in a courtroom, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. a courtroom. Yep. One. Yep. yep. I-, I was thinking of that one on the top of my head. Um, JFK is a close second to 12 Angry Men. Man. JFK for me. Uh, back and to the left. Back and to the left. What's, um, a Few Good Men? In a court so that's room. a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, big court yep. oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a famous line in there I thought of. You know, so. It's probably that's, the most quotable one. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. Devil's Advocate count? Ooh. Yeah, nice. it does. Okay. Yeah, Wait, that's another. He was in the courtroom in Devil's Advocate? Yeah, he was a lawyer. Got the yeah. devil working yeah, at a law firm. Yeah, that's what he was known for. That's why he came and got him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was a, crazy. That's another movie that kind of messed my mind up. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I regret seeing that movie by myself. I don't theater. know if I was scared or what. I was like, damn. I, I was terrified. Creepy. Yeah, that's that's a movie yeah. that make me, yeah, that'll make you uh, read the Bible and not go <laughs> sin. That movie was very creepy. Yeah. All right, this next one feels like blasphemy, but just go with me on this one. What is the worst Denzel Washington movie? The worst Denzel Washington movie. Oh, man. Hold on. Because he doesn't make very many bad ones. Not a lot. Not a lot of bad ones. I'm uh, virtuosity. I'm not. It's not you. Is it? Uh, no, I'm not pitting. I'm not. I'm not, not. Not. Although I like the little things, I mean, I might have to put that one there for me. For even though I like, I still don't. I, that's it's hard with Denzel, man, because he still did a decent job to me. I know you guys didn't like it as much, but I wouldn't put. Yeah, I, I wasn't at the top of the list, but I wouldn't say the worst. Um, it's the Bone Collector for me. Hate me or not, the Bone yeah, Collector. Yeah, you really don't like. The I bone did collector. not like that movie at all. And plus, he's in the damn <laughs> hospital bed for ninety percent of it. Yeah. What's the movie where he was like a lawyer? He had the afro. Oh, what was Esquire that? Esquire or something? J. Roman J. Esquire yeah, or something like that. I, I never like, saw I, that. I, one. I didn't. I watched bits and pieces of that. I wasn't entertained by that. Hold on. Um, the movie he made with Mark Wahlberg. Two guns. I thought that was pretty. Wait, good. that recent. was. I, I yeah, like that one. I thought that one was pretty good. I'm not a fan. I'm I can not a see. Fan. Yeah, I like that. I, one. I'm, I'm gonna put. Um, I'll, I will put. What would I say before that one? Um, shit. I know you didn't see Equalizer. Bone the, Collector. Bone, yeah, I put Bone Collector below Two Guns, but I was not a Two Guns fan. Yeah, Bone Collector might be my least favorite. Which, what's, what's yours, Tommy? Uh, for me, I didn't like Out of Time. Wait a minute, what, what, Eva Mendes? I, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that one that much. I liked that one. Yeah, yeah. I asked, I asked, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, out of time. Fuck yeah, I like that. Where he's accused one. of 
Like he was like a like so police captain, and he back. like stole money out of evidence to give to her, and she ended up she, counting him out. Yeah, of it. yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Even Mendez was in that. Right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. you got some fine ass women in there, don't mean you got a good movie. <laughs> I thought that was good. That wasn't a classic by any means, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that one. All right. If you can be any character in cinema history, who would you want to be? Any character in cinema history. That's a That's great tough. question. Yeah. Batman's pretty appealing. I'll be Blade. <laughs> be light skinned Blade. <laughs> you too damn light skinned to be Blade. They gonna see you. You be a day walker for real. <laughs> like why drink it in this club with a cape on? What the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. For me, I want to be Nick Fury. That's a pretty powerful role to have. Very respected. Yeah, absolutely. Big time. Talk about the leader of men. Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Um, I think everybody want to be Denzel in Training Day to have Eva Mendez on the bed like that when you come home. Ooh, yeah. That's a good point. And I'll pick Batman. I do want to say this is. Myself. You couldn't be Batman. You'd be late to every crime. Uh, you out here beating up Joker dogs. Joker be gone already. Like, <laughs> I got to have a couple, about five more inches of height as well. You somebody's be about killing six, all two, of our dogs. What <laughs> 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 the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm a dog lover. I'm a dog lover. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That was fucking <laughs> killing all our dogs. <laughs> I'm a dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> going around punching dogs. Rottweilers and pit bulls and shit. Just all over Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Oh, shit. That's funny. That was a good one. Was oh, good. I, I, I would say. Um, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, you're going to be money. swimming in money. That's <laughs> swimming in money. <laughs> yeah, him going there all diving in his corner. That's that's that'd be a good character to be. I I will say that um I do realize just that this talking being around other people who love movies, I will say anybody who enjoys movies have at least um thought about what it'd be like to have a career in the mm. movie industry. And most people I talk to, they're Usually, it's an, they want to be an actor, just because that's usually what you see when you're watching yeah. a movie. I, understandable. I, I would say being an actor has to be one of the most awesome, fun roles ever. I was always more intrigued of being a part of the creation of the movie. But the first time that um, I said it would be awesome to be an actor, you guys are probably going to think I'm weird. It was when I saw Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie Chan. <laughs> and I've saw a lot of action movies, but I just I being an action star has got to be one of the coolest things ever. I would oh, yeah. I would take that even being considered one of the best actors of all time, winning Academy Awards and getting nominated. If you are Steven Seagal or Wesley Snipes beating people's asses on the camera, then yeah. <laughs> I think that is I think that'd be one of the coolest roles roles to have as an actor in, in my opinion Luke Skywalker I mean you now we're talking about fictional characters Luke Skywalker uh, uh, is fucking yeah dope yeah, yeah that's, I mean, he's top of the list yeah that would that would be especially in the 70s <coughs> and the 80s where they you know where he was probably like god damn Luke done 
you know, we could look what Luke did. You know what I mean? Like, this Big is time. dope. This is dope. So, when did Return of the Jedi come out? The 70s or 80s? 83. Okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, Star Wars is the original. It's on when it came out in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars, which didn't get titled A New Hope until the 90s. Actually, it was just called Star Wars when it came out. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back was 1980. Turn of the Jedi, 1983. Then not until 1999 did we get episode one. So there was no Star Wars movies between 83 and 1999. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question I'm to y'all. Then we can go to our hidden gems. All right. What was the best movie trailer you've ever seen? Oh, man. Force Awakens. I was getting the ready to say that. You showed that to me. I don't, I don't think I've ever been that all hyped. Those, all those trailers were awesome. Very hype. All those trailers were awesome. Now, you know one that was very hype and let us down? That Godzilla, the first Godzilla. Absolutely. Man, I thought yeah. that was going to be a horror that, movie yeah, when it came sure. out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, shit. That, this yeah, is gonna, that 2015 was, or 14 Godzilla, yeah, yes. those trailers were awesome. That first one they showed, and it would just they just showed Godzilla going, yes. You know, doing that scream and shit. And, I'm and like, actually, they're notorious for that. I, yeah. I remember uh, the filmmakers behind Independence Day. Their follow-up to that was a Godzilla movie. The marketing for that was fucking awesome. They showed Godzilla step on a T-Rex skeleton. That was the the Matthew Broderick one, right? Yes. That that had some of the best marketing of all time. Um, I have a two-way tie for my answer. The first one for me is probably Captain America Civil War. When I saw that trailer and he put in like a Mm Spider-Man, they put Black Panther in there, I was hype as fuck. Fuck when I saw a trailer. Like Marvel has probably one of the best cut trailer makers ever in the business. Big no denying that. They are very good. And another one that's a very close second, just based off the hype. When I saw the Batman v Superman trailer, that did get me kind of hyped when oh, I first man. the yeah. first one. Not man. the second one where they put in Doomsday. I'm talking about that first one where you see like the the statue, like vandalized or whatever, mm. like a fake god or whatever that you see, like that glimpse of a uh, Ben Affleck. Like standing there as a uh, Bruce Wayne, like I said, I thought he made an excellent, excellent Bruce Wayne. He did, and I am a fan of his Batman as well. As far as like his fighting and how he's like more, he's I don't more know, rugged. like he's more rugged or whatever, like more experienced. Like he he really fucked people up when he's fighting. So just that glimpse of that trailer that gave me a little bit of hope as far as like they were gonna make like a really good Batman v Superman movie. And of course, it didn't turn out as well. As it probably should have, but that trailer did its job. It hyped me the fuck up. So that was definitely one of my favorite trailers to watch. Just seeing that, I thought, like, whoever made that, they did a damn good job. So those are my top two trailers I ever saw in my life. I do want to mention two more, just because I was disappointed in both of them, but the trailers were awesome. Are you talking about Chronicles <laughs> of Riddick? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible 2, Tom Cruise. Oh, um, the John Woo one. It, I, those, well, that, that, that trailer for Mission Impossible 2 had me thinking I was going to see the best movie ever made when they showed Tom Cruise <laughs> jumping out of that, that's, that rooftop and uh, looked like Asia at the time. I think they ended up being in Australia. But, yeah, him jumping out, doing a front flip out that building, it, it was insane. And then all the Microsoft motorcycle stunts they showed. And uh, that movie ended up sucking. Uh, this movie, I'll give a passing grade. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be, but by far one of the best trailers ever made was for the original It remake. Um, 
You talking about the the one with the kid, the 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 one that came out recent? Yeah, your flow too. Oh yeah, your yeah, flow yeah. too. Yeah. Your flow too. Yeah. Oh my god, that was one of the most horrifying. That's the scariest trailer ever. That first, you, you didn't intro, like the first it as much. It was okay. I, I didn't like that. One I, it was okay. Good. I thought yeah. it was kind Better of than the second part of it. Oh, big t- yeah. by far. Yeah. But that it trailer was something which I would like to call a masterpiece. Because didn't they break records or something with that movie? Um, the original it was like one of the best horror movies of all time or something like that like the highest grossing yeah horror highest film? grossing I, I, I know that yeah. as Probably. an R rated horror movie yeah. it made over a hundred million dollars wow. opening week as an R rated horror movie yeah. and I guarantee you it was because of that damn trailer that trailer was dope that we trailer were, was fucking we dope. were ready for that we'd all seen the, the made for TV it now exactly. we were ready for this it. exactly like, man bring it on you'll float too oh, yeah. you'll float too Oh my god, that was that was scary shit I've ever seen in my life, damn near. I saw that in a movie theater, and they showed like a snippet of Georgie talking to when he was on the yeah. sewer. Yeah, yeah, so, I saw that trailer start yeah, off. Yeah, hello, Georgie. Oh my, uh, yeah. oh shit, yeah, exactly. Like, man, Those I gotta see this. Trailers yeah. were real. Yeah, you're tight. right. You're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good questions, Tom. Good questions. <coughs> Good questions. All right. Now, once again, y'all can always come up with some questions from week to week, but yeah, I'm gonna start doing. I that have now. to randomly just rattle off stuff every once in a while during the week. I'm like, man, I wonder what Ryan's gonna say to this. I wonder what Sean's but like. Sean's saying Blade to the action scene. I was expecting that. Like, that was kind of like an alley. You <laughs> like, let's just see if he says something different this time. Uh, we have to have a movie night. And I want to introduce you guys to Hard Boiled I, and in the raid and the raid. I've yes. seen the raid. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some great action scenes in the Asian cinema, man. I'm telling you some of the best of all time. But yeah, uh, for me, for the best action scene, it is that hospital scene in in Hard Boiled. Absolutely, it's hospital scene, Hard Boiled. All right, now hitting gym time. All right, who got theirs first? Um, you got one for us this week, Sean. You got one? Yeah, I got one. All right, what you got for us? I got one. This is from 1986, and I'm not sure if I've done this one, but this is... You say 1986? Yep. And I've seen this in the 90s. Aliens 2? No, no, that's not a hidden gem at all. That's my favorite of the aliens. I I understand. Um, One of the best movies ever to me. Big time. Big time. This one I did see as a kid, and I stumbled upon it. It's called Slaughter High. It's from 1986. Never heard of this one. This is like... It's like a high school... Where you got your typical jocks and your, 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 you know, typical high school setting, and it's this boy who was like a nerd who wanted to be, um, he he wanted to go to, the, I believe he wanted to go to the prom or homecoming dance with this girl, and so they play a trick, of course, like hey, you know, meet us in the in the bio um, biology room or whatever, and he's he's kind of ugly, like a nerd and stuff. He's like, yeah, whatever, and they play a trick on him and they go in there and they pour. Um, they actually not acid on his face, and the acid fell on the ground, caught the whole room on fire, and the whole school had to be evacuated. And so they don't know; they think he died. And so life goes on. Twenty years later, uh, or ten year reunion. Ten years later, they come back. Think the school is putting on a reunion, except this kid who they invited into that biology room who killed it. He's back, and he sets them up on some horrible deaths, and he wears a jack. Like a jack that you have in a card deck, he wears a jackal, like a jack's mask, like a clown's mask with bells on it, and he's in these walls in the school, picking them off one by one, and all these people when they felt bad, you know, they went on to be married and successful and all that, but he 
brings them back for the 10 year reunion. And then when they get into the school, he locks them in there. And then he's just killing them off one by one. I miss this movie. It's called Slaughter High. It's not a huge, huge movie by any means. But um, I'm pretty sure this is on Amazon. I, I, I haven't seen it in a while anywhere. But it's called Slaughter High. It's a horror movie. It is some of the, some nasty kills in this movie because he's getting revenge on them for setting him up. With, they, he thought he was going to go on a date with one of the cheerleaders or whatever. And they end up, you know, messing him up real bad. They thought he died, but he didn't die. Of course, this is and this is an eighties movie. And they probably copied off something else, and this has been copied too. But I thought this was pretty creepy because he wore like a jack mask, and you couldn't see his face because his face was deformed. But he was killing them really bad, and they were trapped in this high school running around. I remember that. So uh, that's the hidden gem for me tonight: Slaughter High from nineteen eighty six. All right, now mine is a little bit more recent. Came out about a couple years ago. It's another new movie that I watched this past week, but you know, since it was somewhat of an older one, I ain't seen to put the. I didn't want to put it under new releases, so it's on a uh, Hulu, I believe, right now, and it's called Werewolves Within, starring uh, Sam Richardson, and you know the the one chick, the AT and T girl. Yeah, uh, the one everybody likes. Oh no, no, she is pretty gravy. I ain't gonna lie, she she, she bad as hell. <laughs> but I, I saw I saw her in a. The little clip art when I was scrolling through, I was like, man, what the hell kind of movie is this? Werewolves of Thin. I ain't never seen it. And the one dude, Sam Richardson, I always thought that he was pretty fucking funny. He's funny, like, yeah. And I remember seeing him in like the Ted Lasso show. So I figured I'd give it a try. And I watched this and I'm like, pleasantly surprised. This movie actually is pretty damn funny because it kind of plays like a like a horror comedy, like whodunit kind okay. of movie, yeah. movie. But I was like, oh man, this actually is pretty damn solid. So it is. Like, the backdrop is, like, he's just a new forest ranger that's coming into this town or whatever. And apparently, like, this town is just, like, it's being set up. It's like a small town, but there's, like, somebody there that's a werewolf that's basically, like, using this small town just to feed off people. And he walks into the middle of it. So now they're just trying to figure out, like, what the hell's going on? Like, why are these people going missing and being killed or whatever? So that's how that's how it plays out. Just like a comedy, like, horror whodunit kind of film. But... I thought it was actually pretty solid. So y'all need like a horror movie to watch somewhat. So I think you guys should go on Hulu and look this one up. That's called Werewolves Within. So I think you guys will enjoy that one. You guys come with some good picks. Yeah. I have not heard of either one of these movies. I watch anything with AT&T girl. Good Lord. Real freaking fine. She married. Chill out. I look. (laughs) (laughs) Please mess up, husband. Please. Uh, All right. Um. I'm going to try to stick with the horror theme all month, so I'm going to do another movie, which I consider horror. You might put this in the thriller category. But the legendary movie year of 1999 had so many good options week to week. That's one of the reasons I picked that when we were picking our favorite movie year, just because of the consistency of good releases each single week. And there were so many damn good ones that one movie completely bombed but has pretty kind of taken on a cult status since uh since that year this is a movie starring guy pierce and let me get let me think uh the guy from 28 weeks later robert carlisle uh the guy from 28 weeks later train spotting it also has the prince the principal from ferris bueller's day off Oh um, yeah, uh, he was in House Guest. Uh, Jeff Jones He's in Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Yep, he was. This is a uh, 1999 release by the name of Ravenous Ooh, about um, 
some Confederate soldiers in the 1800s that get trapped on a mountain, and they're uh, pretty much getting manipulated by a cannibal who's been up there for a lot longer than they have. It is pretty damn disturbing, and it completely takes the viewer off guard just because you think you're watching an action movie, but it pretty much turns into a survival horror movie for the final hour. This is, um, I would say, even though it's a horror movie, it's a damn good, well-acted movie as well. And you guys, unfortunately, uh, have been a little bit um, put at a disadvantage because most viewers won't know what they're getting into when they sit down to watch this. But including myself when I saw it, this, this happened to be on TV late night, and I remember just being absolutely uh enthralled by how intense exciting and freaking scary this movie is ravenous starring guy pierce robert carlisle and jeff jones about civil war era soldiers trapped on a mountain and people resorting to cannibalism it is absolutely one of these most intense scary movies you can watch ever um if you think you've seen all the slashers Give Ravenous a chance on your October watch list if you need some good Halloween scary movies. Ravenous, nineteen ninety nine. All right, I'm definitely gonna look that one. You know what streaming service is on? If it is on the streaming service at all, I didn't see it on streaming. Uh, this is one to add to the collection. If go on Amazon, you can get a Blu-ray for probably five or six dollars. It's worth adding to the physical media collection for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. So I need you can to watch, watch it on Prime, Prime Video for two ninety nine if you need to. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm gonna look that up. Well worth it. Yeah. Three dollars well spent. All right. All right. I don't know if y'all looked at the poll recently as far as what I pulled as far as like the next cinema yeah. Savant's night out. It looks like most people are waiting for a better release. Yeah. That's what I voted for. What did you guys vote for? I, I voted for a better release. Aquaman Sean? is cool, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not invested into another DC movie. I, I did Aquaman, but I didn't. It doesn't matter to me. I I, I, I was kind of hoping see if we do one more, you know. But uh, we can wait for something next year for sure. Yeah, because a lot of stuff got pushed back because of that writer's strike. Yeah. Anyway, I really wanted to go see the new Ghostbusters with uh, my family and friends because I think that one might be pretty damn good. Is that still coming off this year? No, yeah. they pushed that one back because oh. the writer's strike. They got moved off December slate, so. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Aquaman is still there. Sadly, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it yeah. as much, but that trailer does look pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Like, whatever they got working for them, I think they should probably keep him around. Just, just yeah, just, yeah, just keep him around. Keep Aquaman around. How you I, feel I, about this I guy, don't want them to recast him. I liked all the casting. for D- The movies mostly sucked, yeah. but the casting was on point. How you feel about that Mantis dude being the... The bad guy. I'm, I'm all I'm, for it. I'm, I'm actually here for it. That actually makes Hell sense yeah. on how the first uh, mm-hmm. Aquaman went. Absolutely. Because that's supposed to be like his main like a uh, villain. Main villain? Okay. I don't so know. that makes a little bit more sense okay. that they're going to build off that. I thought he did a pretty damn good job. Plus, I like the actor. I thought Same he was pretty here. good. He did great in Candyman. So, yeah, I like to see. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abdul I, Mateen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ablagada. Where was that? I don't know what the hell this name is. Yeah, he just getting mechanic, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Manula Ablagada. I know that actor. Like, real good actor. <laughs> that's offensive as hell. Yeah. My, my, my apologies. My apologies. And sorry, have you guys seen the movie Heat? 
Yeah, damn! What is this obvious? Yeah, I'm sorry that, that I'm, I'm ashamed I didn't mention that in the best action scenes of all time. The bank robbery scene Ooh. at the end of Heat, that 20, 30 minute shootout that goes in the action movie Hall of Fame. I'm ashamed of myself for not mentioning that. Yeah, that's up there at the face off boat chase and everything. Oh. Heat bank robbery. <coughs> damn, I didn't, sorry, I didn't really think about that. No, that's a that's a good last minute pick. Throwing it out there, and you know what? I do have another name on my add to this list, like overrated. Actress, and I don't want to say overrated because I think she's rated properly, but I think Cara Delevingne is a really shitty actress. Cara Del, wait a minute, hold on. She was in the first Suicide Squad as like the Enchantress. I know her face, but wait, a she's minute. like a she's like a model, oh. super skinny model. Yeah, she was in that sh- really crappy sci-fi movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I watched ten minutes of it. And I turned that off. movie was shit. It was really bad. <laughs> it was really really bad. Um, and a very close one after that is uh, Ruby Rose. I like Ruby Rose. Yeah. Pretty good look at her. She ain't a good actress. Not she's, she's not. not acting she's is not, not. I feel like Thank God she didn't talk in John Wick. She didn't say nothing. That made her They made her deaf. I don't know why she was a, she hit, was a, mute. a henchman. But yeah. The worst henchman ever. Yeah. She was the leader of his little faction that he had there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. She, she's, not, not good. Nah, not good. Not really. Yeah. She's what ever happened to Amanda Pete? You guys remember Amanda Pete? Oh, I had a <laughs> massive crush on her back in the day. Uh, what's the Bruce Willis movie? You had the guy from Friends. Uh, oh, the whole nine yards. Whole nine, yes, that's that's uh, as far as another white actress. I got to say, that I would thought I had to have a much larger career than expected. She was supposed to be the next big thing too. Amanda Pete. Where her husband is a writer on uh, Game of Thrones, so I think she's doing what? all right. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, she's doing more than all right. <laughs> I would not act anymore, too. Oh, here. I can't wait to be a stay-at-home husband. I'm telling my wife she needs to work harder. She'll be listening to me. <laughs> <clears throat> you almost there, baby. You, you, like, like you keep on trying. I'm going to be home washing these dishes for you every single day. You ain't got to worry about no laundry or nothing. My wife already know. I've been trying to pull that string on her. All <laughs> she, she ain't falling for my bullshit. That's fine. <laughs> that is a dream to follow through on something like that, too. That That, that is a dream. Oh, isn't that every man's dream? Like just to come, just I had had somebody come home, like you just sitting at home watching The Price Is Right, watching all the movies and shows that you want to watch. He's mm-hmm. like, man, I ain't gotta do nothing. Like I, I don't know why housewives complain about this. This is actually kind of a good living right here. Oh, but it's all right. Maybe we'll just hit the lottery, hit yeah. it up for one point four billion. Just call it a call it a life right there. Just travel <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Hell yeah, that'd be dope. Oh, so yeah, shout out to everybody I've been listening. Thank y'all for the support. Ryan, Sean, we had a pretty good cinema week. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be dog days after this again because I don't see no good new releases. So, yeah, we're going to have some special theme episodes coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're going to try that little uh, the horror draft right yeah, there. we're going to do that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be kind of fun. That's yeah. going to be kind of fun. Right. Y'all going to tell a lot about yourselves based on who y'all pick first. Right, right. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm taking you off guard, Tommy, because uh, you keep coming with these random... I know you're going to pick Chucky. Uh, no, 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 not on the hard draft. Uh, I'm, uh, as far as some random-ass questions for you and Sean one of these episodes, yeah. you have keep coming with it, and you have pissed me off each time, because as soon as I get in my car, I think of something I wish I would have said, and so I'm coming at y'all. It's not going to be next week, probably not the week after, but y'all got some random-ass questions All coming right. y'all's way. Yeah. All right, I can't wait for it. And as for the listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. Hopefully y'all have a good weekend and we'll catch y'all later. So, well, have a good time. Y'all will see y'all next time. All right. Good night.